Welcome everyone to tonight's episode. Um, if you're watching live on YouTube, good on you. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, also good on you. SoundCloud, Spotify even. Uh, get in the chat, get the questions in. We have the usual gang here tonight. We've got Sammy, say hello. Hello everyone. We've got Tom. Evening. Daja hao tong man. Evening, Sammy. Uh, evening, Tom. We've got Harrison. Hi guys, how's it going? Evening, Harrison as well. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good, mate. Yourself? Very, very, very well. Yeah. Nice. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, and Harrison wins best best uh, introduction this week for just his sheer politeness. Oh really? Yeah, just use sheer. I appreciate that, Fran. Thank yeah. you. Sheer politeness. Did, yeah. Uh, get in yeah, YouTube. Everybody, get in YouTube. Get asking questions. Tom and Sammy are in the YouTube chat moderating things. Um, tonight's topics. What are they, boys? Does someone want to introduce the topics? Well, we've already seen what's been going on with Australia and China. Australia's <laughs> whiny business. Oh yeah. Sorry for the pun. Australian uh, wine. Yeah. Plus Extra virgin Australian wine. Plus, plus. <laughs> Extra virgin wine. I think you're confusing two different products there, Tom, aren't you? I've never heard of... Vir- I'm just talking about how, how all Australians are virgins. It's got nothing to do with the wine. All right. <laughs> well, this, this week, we've seen how, how, Australian, how the Australian government has lost their shit in, after... The Chinese foreign minister calling them out on their war crimes. Hold on, you, you said war crime. You mean this, right? Uh, if you're looking at the screen, you'll be able to Isn't see it? part of the war crime that we're talking about. Yeah, only a little part. It might be a delay for you. I mean, this is one of like thirty uh, odd cases, isn't it? Thirty-nine. 39 cases, okay. So, my bad, so sorry. I'm, I'm going to turn that off because nobody wants to see that any longer. But there you go. Go on, Tom. Yeah, 39, confirmed, uh, 39 confirmed cases of war crimes that are currently being investigated by The Hague. This is what we know of. Um, and this is not currently counting all other instances of alleged war crimes against Australia or the coalition in Afghanistan. Um, so this is specifically talking about 39 war crimes that we know for certain happened crazy not even not even like so this is only the ones that have come to light and have been called out exactly yeah exactly yeah that's my point yeah. was there a they were caught they were came to light by what an australian soldier who blew the whistle basically he, he right? whistle blew them yeah and and as i understand it the australian whistleblower is currently facing 50 years in prison and um, for leaking military secrets wow. and three of the people who are um convicted of these uh, criminal um, acts were already um, acquitted despite being in the video because it was not considered murder. Um, I believe it was considered manslaughter and then because it was manslaughter they were um, they got off the charges essentially. Um, so the only person facing prison time for these horrendous war crimes is the person that brought them to our attention. We've seen that happen before haven't we? It's Julian Assange all over again, isn't it? Well, no, it's not even Julian Assange, is it? It's uh, uh, Chelsea Manning. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Julian Assange did the same. He, he, well, they're uh, tied in together a, in the same case, aren't they? But it was, it was, it was. Julian Assange isn't a, wasn't a soldier, so he he no, uh, no, no. he's not the military personnel. He was just a, he was the journalist who it got leaked to. Um, 
Yeah, so Chelsea Manning, uh, the Ameri is it, this is the exact same, isn't it, as, as Chelsea Manning? Um, so yeah, carry on. There's a land yeah, that, that's free for you. Pretty much all I'm aware of on the on the um, kind of general gist of it. Although I know for a fact that from the one video that I'm sure most of our viewers will have seen, um, you've got video footage of an Afghan soldier. I won't repeat his words because he uses um, words that could probably get us banned off off YouTube. Um, but when he executes the unarmed Afghanistani man, um, it's clear in the video that the man is only holding prayer beads. And the man that commits the war crime asks for permission to a dog handler. He says, should I drop this? In and then it's swear word. All right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's shocking. Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that. Let's carry on uh, before we get bogged down in this story. Let's carry on going through what else we've got on tonight's show. Uh, what else is it, Sammy? Well, China has also launched um, a, a probe to the moon. Not a probe, but they've sent a... Uh, basically, they've sent a rocket, rocket to the moon to collect lunar rock samples and bring it back to, the, to Earth. China is the third country in history after the USSR and the US in doing so. So may I just say a small step for, uh, for a man, a giant leap for socialism. May nice. I say, because now it's uh, China after the USSR. <laughs> this was a, a an unmanned mission, though, right? So a, a, yeah, it was an unmanned mission. Yeah, a small step for automation. Could be, yeah. yeah there you go. Also, a giant, I think, I think... a great leap forward for socialism. We, we don't we don't go with the Yank terminology. We've got to use the Maoist era, you know, yeah, organism. Yeah, this, the, I think this t also ties in into China's nuclear fusion. Uh, energy pro uh, project, which we will touch on, uh, we will touch on later. Okay, well, we've got an article on China's nuclear fusion attempt, so maybe we'll pull that up while we're talking about that as well. Um, yeah, perfect. Yeah, nice, but not a bit of self promotion, right? <laughs> shameless <laughs> plug. Yeah, shameless plug. Uh, so, was there anything else, Sammy? I'm pretty sure you wanted to announce something that yes. you were... uh, Let me announce that we are. In light of what's happening in India, the major developments in India, uh, we are trying to organize organize an interview with Matray. Matray is an Indian journalist. Uh, he's been on the podcast here a couple of times in the past. Uh, he knows quite a lot. He's written quite a few few articles for us as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, Matray. Yeah. Oh, Matray. Sorry. Matray. Yeah. Matray Bakal. Yeah. He also writes for Global Times and other and such. So we are going to be within the next few days. Uh, having an in conducting an interview with him, just asking him about what's going on, the background, uh, where he thinks this could lead to, uh, all the things that everyone needs to know. Uh, is this the from outside of India? Is this the stand with farmers stuff? Yeah, yeah, yes. it is. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll we'll try and get. Uh, we'll see if uh, Sabina wants to join in on that one as well, because. Mm. You know, the stream that we had them two on was groundbreaking. Uh, a, a Nepalese and Indian communist on the show at the same time and nobody died. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did well. We, you know, we, we built a bridge that day to sound like a hippie. We built a bridge. <laughs> right, so um, let's get into the show. Uh, first. Oh, no. How did this get in here? <laughs> oh, the, the delay is going to make it awkward, isn't it? Well, it's only you guys, yeah. 
I can't see it either. I just see the mango. <laughs> You'll see it in a minute. It's okay. It's, oh. it's kind of. Oh. Oh. We, we need to. It? We need to oh, stop Jesus. this. And... Oh, you guys are. You guys are rats. You guys are <laughs> rats. <laughs> wow, what's up? I. I'm no comment. Let's play this for our fans. <laughs> Who Thomas gets cheeky with the Put dark destroyer? The dark destroyer, right? Again, I'm no comment. <laughs> You need an ad block, Fran. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need an ad block. You know, I can't control that. Here we go. Everyone, we introduce Shh. to you. Sorry. Putting up full screen. Is there sound coming from? Yeah. Not judging. Say Jen. Let's put some money on the table. This is brilliant. If you wish to take a step closer to the home, Chase will offer you. Threat your cheekiness. Two pounds. Threat your cheekiness. At two pounds. If you wish to take a step closer to the home, <laughs> moaning at the officers. Yes. Try this for size. Thirty. Thirty pounds. <laughs> yes. So, cheekiness. Yeah. Have a chat with your team. Cheeky Tom. Seen any carry-on films? Cheeky Tom. There. Uh, we just want to. I'm just want to replay that first little bit. Brilliant. You absolutely mugged him off, but let's just watch this again. Hold on. <laughs> so white. Hello, Thomas. Hello. Yeah. You speak Chinese, do you? I do. You don't understand this. Zajin. Did you win any money from that? Wait up. Zajin, mate. Well, you wouldn't know because the pronunciation was quite terrible, but <laughs> he was trying to say goodbye. Such an epic burn there. Uh, tell, tell our viewers what's going on, Tom. Afterwards. Well, it, it, for the people for the people watching live, that it's finished already. Remember, there's a delay for you guys. All right, yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, I was on the um, the game show with the Chase in the UK. Awesome, <laughs> absolutely awesome. You know how how legendary that is, Tom. It it was quite funny. Yeah, I only actually applied because I thought you know it'd be hilarious to go on the Chase, and then like they they said, yeah, you're actually on an episode, and then. Chaser tries to roast me in Chinese and can't speak it, so, you know. It's brilliant. It's what it. a cell phone. <laughs> what a cell phone. Um, He's got the same Chinese level as the China watches. So what happened, Tom? Tell us what happened. Did you, because the video doesn't show enough. Did you, did you, did you win 30 grand or, or no? No, I, I took the high offer because I'm obviously not a shithouse. And um, I got Balls. terrorized on national television. But it was worthwhile <laughs> because it was, it was a good laugh. And, um. They actually give you a tenner for you to have your lunch. And so I got a tenner out of the day. Awesome. You got a tenner. That's pretty good. I got a tenner. Didn't the guy who was on with you like win on his own? Yeah, yeah. He actually um, he took the middle offer because he wasn't a cocky bastard like me. Um, and like me and him had been in the pub all night beforehand. And he, he was like, he brought fucking revision to the pub with him and stuff. Like all the fucking British monarchs <laughs> and loads of mad shit. All the fucking Olympic Games venues. But to be fair, like it paid off because he won seven grand. So nice guy. And, Although and, uh, he did have some, he was a, a an RAF pilot, and um, like after we were quite pissed, he started telling me some dark stories. And I was like, oh shit, I really want to know about this. If, <laughs> if, Afghanistan and shit. if only you'd have took the middle offer, Tom, you could have had three and a half grand. You're very correct. Well, it would have been more. It would have been four and a half. I would have had two grand back, but uh, oh, regardless, you made it worse for yourself. If some bust, 
if some at least you were there and at least you got to roast the dark destroyer i love the i love the name of the what itv have put that video up as as well cheeky tongue <laughs> <laughs> yeah we just wanted to anyway we just wanted to catch you out with that uh, basically you know so anyway moving on the first thing we're going to talk about tonight uh, before we get into the uh, australian war crimes is the start of the the story and and why we've called the episode australian wine now this week um we've seen we've, ac- we've actually called it australian winey business oh you've you didn't call it the name that i told you to call it well tom liked it so i just kept oh, it the way God. it is and true I'm anarchy sorry, true anarchy we've been trying to coin the phrase australian wine all week and you've called the episode this is what happens, something Sammy, different. when you when you go against democratic centralism terrible yeah terrible all right so anyway th- this week basically uh, the the chinese government have put slapped a massive tar- tariff on uh, wine from australia um the reason for that is because australia have been dumping uh, wine on on the chinese market as well which is is basically when you just sell something for for less than it's actually cost to to produce you're basically just getting rid of it cheap uh so you can, can, I, can I just jump in there sure you go um, ahead mate was... i don't want to talk about <laughs> economics you go you can take this one <laughs> the um the the dumping thing like initially i thought it was just like one of china's kind of ah uh, you know we, we're using this as a loophole to kind of just fuck australia but how it actually turns out i did a bit of research into it and what australia does is they ship um huge vats of wine when i say huge vats i mean like you know the storage containers yeah i've seen this picture they literally turn like a shipping container into like a a wine swimming pool and then exactly (laughs) yeah Um, and all this wine is the lowest quality australian wine so think like the fucking two pound shit you get in a you know fucking cardboard box in the uk like that stuff but worse and then basically it all gets sent over to special um factories in china that specialize in like kind of recycling bottles and put in wine into more expensive bottles so obviously it's not just it's not just an australian practice because chinese companies themselves are benefiting and are making money off it um within china but china's done this as a as a way to kind of hurt australia and kind of curtail this um not illegal alcohol business but kind of you know uh bad alcohol business that's going on currently um, so it's a good it's a positive thing except unless you're australian basically i mean i from what you're saying, I'm pretty sure I remember uh, the the Leave campaign for Brexit, uh, accusing the EU of doing similar things and like finding warehouses full of like just French butter uh, that have been dumped mm. and stuff like that. So it's the same, really, isn't it? Uh, it's like a snide tactic, isn't it, to keep to 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 balance your books, you know, basically, isn't yeah. it? Uh, well, it's just it's just a shaft in China essentially because you're selling shit wine um, and and selling it to Chinese people as good wine. So it's, it's yeah. you know if you if any other if, if if the guy in the pub comes down with a fucking bottle of wine and it, it's not real, you'd fucking sue the twat, wouldn't you? So you know what I mean? It, it's it's fair uh, it's fair practice. What China's doing in terms of putting this tariff on. Well, yeah, exactly. Uh, protecting the integrity of the product at the end of the day, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. So, China watchers have taken this tariff as some sort of like uh, 
Personal attack. Personal escalation attack, of yeah. war. No, not, yeah, maybe not an escalation of war, Sammy. That's a bit far. But a personal attack is, is probably better, isn't it? They took it personally. Uh, as if it's like China doing something... Oh, look, we're being bullied sort of thing. They're, it's, they're <laughs> definitely not being bullied. This happens... This is not the first time in history that a country's put a tariff on something, has it? Is it? Like, this is normal behaviour for the West, right? Mm -hmm. A few years ago, Trump was placing tariffs left, right, on, uh, left, right and centre, both on China and the EU. Exactly. Exactly. And, mm, and that used to negatively affect US, especially US soybean farmers. Okay, so, yeah. so this says here yeah, on, on. on the article we've got up... Uh, Anti-dumping probe into Australian wine had been going on since August uh, when the China Alcoholic Drinks Association asked to protect the domestic wine industry and to check if imported Australian wines were being sold below fair prices. It is believed that the investigation, which was initially set to last for a year, may bring some results as soon as next week when the government reviews the questionnaire. So uh, we didn't really think it would get to this stage, uh, says Lee Wei, the CEO of a Sydney-based Australian wine exporter and producer, Swan Wine Group. So, I mean, it seems like it's a, a, a worse than first thought, really, doesn't it? That this this dumping thing. Yeah, and I mean, like China wouldn't have been doing this uh, probe if it wasn't for Australia's fucking behaviour over the past year and a half, really. I no, mean, but would they? I, no, I think they would, wouldn't they? I don't. I think it's an. I think it's. Uh, I think it's. I, that, mean, I think that's what China watchers want us to think that if they weren't so harsh, if I, they had not been holding I, China to account so much, then this wouldn't have happened. But I think this still would have happened. It just wouldn't have made front page news. I think. I think. Yeah. The, I much, think. Hold on, Sammy. Go on, Tom. Because yeah. I, I did cut you off there. So go on, Tom. Finish what you're saying. I just just wanted to say like. Um, fact that if you've been to china you know like kind of there is a problem with what they call fake alcohol and it's like it's always cheap it's always shit um and it'll look like it's in a budweiser bottle or a budweiser can or whatever and it just won't taste anything like it this is a common thing throughout every chinese city beijing shanghai the smaller cities um and this is not just coming from australia it's a massive problem throughout the whole country china knows this now i think I mean, I don't know because I'm not in the Politburo and I'm not a China watcher, but my personal opinion is China's looked at the situation with Australia. They've, they've said, right, which way can we definitely fucking catch them out? We can catch them out on wine dumping because every country fucking dumps wine into China. So it's the easiest way, but obviously it, it's such a, a large percentage of the Australian market. Wine market goes directly to China that this is a significant hit to them economically. Like it, it actually brought their economy crash into its knees. In, in one day, which is, you know, beautiful. It's 40% of their exports, right? Of wine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, just what slaps with a 200% tariff on there. What what does that mean to anybody who isn't familiar with what a tariff is? What what does it mean? Anybody? Right, so, um, yeah, so if you've got a bottle of milk, a bottle of milk costs $1, and you slap a 100% tariff on that, then it now costs $2. So right. literally, the government is is taking the equivalent of the initial price of the unit at sale price and levying a tax on it, essentially, when it comes from a specific place. So if, if it was Chinese milk and Chinese milk was 50p, your own milk is £1, you would tariff Chinese milk at £1. So Chinese milk then costs £1.50, making your milk more competitive. Okay, right, okay. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? So they've put a 200%, I think it's 210% nearly on 
on a, on most Australian brands, right? And then there's a couple that have it managed was, to to, it, to sneak underneath it, haven't it? It was 107% was the lowest, um, and 217% was the highest. And the lowest wine, the 107% tariff wine, I think we brought this up last week briefly, but it's such a hilarious story, I'm going to mention it again. Basically, it's um, a bottle of wine with a diplomat's face on the label, named after the diplomat. And this diplomat was a specifically friendly with China diplomat. He was a, a big friend of China. China loved him. He went over to China a lot. He really improved Australian Sino relations. And then, like, so China's said here, it, it's, it's very implicit what they're saying is that if you're friendly to China, you're not going to get tariffed anywhere near as much. Right. And they've done that through a wine bottle, which is, it's so clever because it gets the message across 100% without having to say the message verbally. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like a, it's almost like trolling, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so let's carry on. Trolling. Let's just get through this article a bit more. So the Australian wine export industry concerns are growing. As the suspension would take effect on Friday, that's the Friday, that's today, uh, Swan Wine Group was amongst many exporters who reportedly received calls from Chinese customers for cancellations or suspension of wine orders. The CEO <laughs> said he's very disappointed with the developments, but hopes Scott Morrison's government will manage to revive... <laughs> I think he said this uh, a, a bit too early. But Scott Morrison's government will manage to revive the bilateral tyres that have reached a freezing point. Uh, tension between... <laughs> It's a bit worse than that now, but we'll get to that later. Uh, tensions between Australia and its largest trading partner have been flaring for around three years after Canberra uh, allegedly alleged that there was a growing Chinese influence on domestic affairs, uh, a claim repeatedly denied by Beijing. Uh, I'm reading that and I'm thinking, why would anyone even want to influence Australia? Like, I mean, come on, <laughs> it's like Australia. You don't, you don't think that... So thinking a little bit too highly of yourself, isn't it? Uh, in 2018, the Australian government added fuel to the fires. It banned China's Huawei and ZTE from the country's 5G rollout. The most recent escalation happened when Australia pushed for an international inquiry into the origins of the coronavirus outbreak in April. So did they, Australia just, just, just do the old China virus thing? Uh, we want to investigate it. Um, I mean, I, I, I welcome an international inquiry into the origins of coronavirus if it's conducted by like actual scientists because they'll find that the origin wasn't China. But, I mean, if Australia want to play yeah. this card, then go ahead. They'll probably find out that the origin is like Australia's puppet master. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> yeah. you know. The thing is, like, you would just wonder why would Australia, a country that heavily relies on ties and peaceful cooperation with China, why would they pull off these uh, such moves and just toe the line of the United States? I mean, like, when, when, it, when it comes to... Yeah, go ahead, Tom. Now, hold on, Sammy, you finish I, I, what you were going to say first. Go on. No, no, it's just a continuation of the same point, really. Like, where these times, being a US ally, such as, like, Britain and Aust especially Australia, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Oh. I mean, even even Britain are, are falling away from the US, aren't they, at the minute? But go on, Tom. Yeah, I was just going to kind of, uh, maybe not answer, but kind of give a bit of an answer to your question there, Sammy. Um, basically, how Australia has always worked, as, as many people know, it, it's always been a colony of Britain, and then it went from being a colony of Britain to a Commonwealth country. Um, and basically, at the time it went to become a Commonwealth country, Britain lost its, um, its position as the global sea power. Now, the global sea power is responsible for defending trade routes from piracy, 
um, from any other various different kind of maritime crime or issue. Um, so it, that, that decision fell to the UK for nearly 500 years during the, the period of the British Empire's supremacy. And that fell. And then America became the global sea power following World War II. Now, Australia pivoted back towards America um, and they've made, been able to maintain really healthy relations to it with China because China's always been their majority trade partner. Hold on, um, hold on, Tom. Uh, while you're on this uh, train of thought, is Australia was Australia not um, after it joined got independence from Britain and joined the Commonwealth and all this? Did it not get? Mm -hmm. uh, did the United States not um, give them an old? Uh, coup in the 70s I'm pretty sure they did I don't know if you've yeah um, I don't know anything about this to be perfectly honest I know it happened yes because we've talked with Temer about it um, and, and that's not something I really want to touch on because I, I don't know any of the history around it but when we've got somebody from Australia on the cast we'll be able to go into that a bit more deeply because I think he, Temer was telling us it was about it was the Australian Labour Party that caused the death of kind of like any kind of left wing movements within Australia surprise so kind of surprise Oh, yeah, it's kind of similar to what happens, you know, back at home for us. Yeah. So, so, um, what were you saying anyway before I cut into you there? You were, you were talking about Australia. Yeah, no, from... just basically like it's, um, Australia has two, um, interests in its, in its entire geopolitical existence. One is because it's an island, it needs to maintain maritime trade. And two, it needs to maintain its maritime borders. Now, Australia doesn't have an economy large enough to field a navy large enough to defend its own borders. It, it, it's physically impossible, which is why all of um, Canberra's ships are built by Britain and um, and, and the USA. Uh, the vast majority of, of Australian Navy vessels are either US or UK in origin because they simply they don't have the infrastructure nor the economy to field that size of navy. As a result, they have to side with what we call the global sea power, um, which, is, as I said, is just the, the kind of power that defends the trade routes. Now, when you've got your global ally and the sea power, which you have to ally with, which is America, and then on the other side of the, the coin, you've got your one trade partner who is essential that you keep happy, and those who are at war with each other, you have to pick a side there. Now, for almost any kind of intelligence analyst, the correct side to pick would be China, because you can run an economy without weapons of war, but you can't run an economy without money. Simple fact. So kind of like, what is what is the USA giving to Australia? Nothing other than the guarantee of protection. But what is Australia actually worried about? Are they worried they're going to be invaded by China? Because that's not going to happen. Because we know China has no kind of, you know, imperial goals in the area. Right. So that's not realistic. So as Savvy put, when he's kind of saying like, why would Australia do this? There's no good reason. There's no good explanation why Australia would do this. It's sheerly an example of shooting yourself in the foot and playing against your own interests. Is it, is, it uh, is it is it a case of uh, this like uh, capitalist countries need an enemy? So like, I mean, Australia's almost got probably. You know, like you're saying, there's no China's not going to invade Australia like ever. Um, nobody else is. Uh, it's not like Afghanistan are going to invade them. Although Afghanistan probably has it the most right out of everybody in the world to bloody in invade Australia at the minute. Um, mm -hmm. So, so like you're saying, there's no actual enemy for this uh, capitalist nation that's like small fry in in, a, in in the in the global landscape. So it doesn't actually have any real enemies. So, but they're, the thing they're, is, this, they're this fast. Goes back to... Wait, they're fast becoming this country that 
has to pretend it's got an enemy still, but like it's running out of reasons to actually keep pretending. Do you know what I mean? So this is why it's getting well, like ridiculous. The, Go on. The kind of reason behind this stupid big power geopolitics we've got going on right now is all to be related back to World War Two, because during World War Two, when the Japanese invaded, um, I'm going to use the te the colonial name of French Indochina because it comprises the whole area. Um, they also had a goal to invade Australia and make it into part of the, um, the Pacific um, Economic Zone, whatever the, the Japanese Empire got, uh, thing was called. Um, and basically, Australia knew that they would not be able to resist an invasion attempt by the Japanese Navy. And it was literally only the fact that America kind of got themselves involved in time um, and started taking up too much of Japan's, you know, um, you know, uh, it started sinking too many of Japanese ships, killing too many Japanese soldiers, stuff like that. So the, the invasion of Australia never could go ahead. But Canberra was terrified of the possibility of an invasion because at that point, Britain had already been defeated in Asia. The Japanese had taken Hong Kong from the British. They'd taken Taipei um, and from from um, the Chinese. Like there was no there was no one to defend Australia within that within that sphere at the time. So since then, Australia has always been terrified of this kind of backwards imperialism, where they are the countries being imperialized rather than the country doing the imperializing. As a result, this is why they're so in America's camp now, because they know that America is capable of defending them in terms of sheer military firepower. Um, and and already, capable of, of destroying their government, which we've seen them do yes, in the past but, as well. Remember? But, like, the only, but as we've already said, like there is no enemy. Australia doesn't have an enemy. If you had a kind of like imperial Japanese um, situation like we had in the in the early like 1920s, 1930s, then yes, I could understand um, Australia forging uh, alliances with the necessary sea power to defend itself. But there is no the the only likely country to be invaded at the moment is China by all of the other fucking imperialists. It's not mm -hmm. the other way around. Mm -hmm. So this idea of this idea of defence isn't really defense it's, it's offense as is all western defense spending also yeah. well, one thing as well i think rupert murdoch has a lot of influence in australia right, but okay. he owns pretty much pretty much all of the media in australia and obviously he is extremely capitalist and has allies in america and all that kind of stuff he's going to push fascist. yeah he's going to push whatever alliance with his pocket basically um, and he's extremely anti-China. It's kind of he obviously owns Fox News as well in America, um, and he's responsible for a lot of that kind of kind of discussion, right-wing rhetoric. So I think that also plays quite a big part in of it because he is, as much as I hate to say it, he is an extremely kind of influential figure in the West um, in terms yeah, of right. elections right. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, he's the guy who got Tony Blair mm. elected, isn't he? Exactly. That and he's the, the guy who's pretty much sun. just got Joe Biden elected. So Yeah, that was the only time the Sun ever supported Labour and they you broke up a they won the election. I think they ran a headline which said uh, it was the Sun what won it or something. Um, because, yeah, basically every time the Sun went with a political party, they ended up winning. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. it's just a twat. But has the Sun then... ever gone... Sorry, it's hot topic. Uh, go on. No, no, go oh. on, Sammy. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to ask, has the Sun never gone with Labour after Tony, uh, like after... No, no, uh, no, no. no. <laughs> no. And that right. says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> Indeed, yeah. 
Maybe it will. Maybe it, it will this it, time with Keir Starmer. It, it, yeah. it could do. Go on, Tom. Anyway. The Sun, like, and, and Rupert Murdoch in general, I think this is actually a, a little bit of a good point to talk about because Rupert Murdoch is possibly one of the most evil men in the West. Um, mm. People who don't know, I come from a place in England called Liverpool, um, and we had a, a big situation um, in the 80s whereby uh, all our football team and our Liverpool supporters went to um, to France City, actually, to Sheffield, um, and basically went to play, was it Sheffield Wednesday, Fran? Yes. No, they went to it play was, Notts yeah. Forest, but it was, at, it was at the Hillsborough, Sheffield Wednesday's ground, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that, that's, yeah. so they were playing Notts Forest at, at Hillsborough, um, and there was a massive crush which resulted in the deaths of 96 Liverpool fans. Um, it was a horrible event, um, and the worst part about it, which is kind of the only closure, only recently had closure from this as a city, is that the Sun and Rupert Murdoch's entire publication base lied about it and put the blame of the 96 um, fallen Liverpool citizens, civilians, on themselves. They blamed them for being drunk. They said that they were pushing forwards and stamping all over people, and this was all proven false. Um, they lied about it, and, and Margaret Thatcher basically helped this Rupert Murdoch's the son lie about this event. Um, and as a result, now in my city, it's basically a crime to be caught reading the sun. And like, if you are caught Base. reading the sun, there's a good chance someone will come and punch you in the face. Like, it, it's literally that hated in our city. It, it, you cannot find it in shops. They don't sell Rupert Murdoch papers in Liverpool because of this. Do people um, have Sky TV though? Every... Yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it's, it's the, it's, you know, it's, it's one of them, isn't it? People don't, people don't think, do they? I mean, it's, it's a start, it's I guess, good isn't enough it? That, it's good enough that the, they are actually boycotting this paper. And, like, you know, it, it's the only paper that's always left stacked up at the end of a night in, in Liverpool shops as well. Like, if, if there are shops that do sell it. Uh, <laughs> hang on, hold on. What was legally... Hold on. I've got a top tip for anybody who uh, lives in a place where... Made up papers are sold because you've probably got other papers in other countries. Just get another paper and cover the pile up. So, so if anybody's got a, wants to come in and buy one, they think there's none left. Or grab the whole pile, take them for a walk around the shop, and just get them dumped behind behind the toilet roll or something. Each well, when um, when the, the the police chief at Hillsborough got off with um got off with the you know the the thing that the, the, the criminal prosecution essentially a couple of years ago um the, in liverpool a new campaign was started called total eclipse of the sun and basically it was uh it was just a load of random scousers uh scousers of people from liverpool sorry uh, people who don't know that um who basically went around the city picking up as fran said piles of the sun and just hiding them total eclipse of the sun so they go in fridges, they go in freezers, they go in, it was just everywhere. So you just find piles of the sun tucked away underneath fridges. It was great. Nice. It, it, yeah. I mean, it, it's just, we don't we don't stand for that hateful rag in our city. Right, and but, and I mean, that's kind of what is 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 going is what China are doing as, as well, in a way. It's this defiance, mm -hmm. isn't it? The defiant part is the main point of what you're saying. Uh, it's this defiance against Western media, Western... Uh, economic techniques like dumping wine western politicians moaning and bleating uh speak western hold on western regime technique western uh you know the way that westerners are all opinion and, and not fact and that that is all coming to a head at the minute isn't it and that's what 
we're seeing with with this Australian wine thing. Sammy, go on. I was just going to say, speaking of defiance and fighting back, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen, or most of us have seen, what Chen, what was his name? Chen Weihua. No, yeah, we're not. Chen we're not Weihua. gone to that section yet. Well, we'll come to that. First all of all, right. we're going through this chronologically, so you might be able to see on the stream now. Uh, Tom, you you say the uh, say his uh, his name because you're the one who's fluent in in Chinese. Um, I'm just I'm just AFK a sec one second. <laughs> Sorry. The spokesman um, for the foreign ministry. Okay, so this guy Zhao is called Jian. Zhao, Li, Zhao Lijian. Yep, he's um he's as Fran just said, the spokesman for the foreign ministry, and he is the number one fucking king of China. He's a fucking legend. Well, he is this week, he's right? The new emperor. All right, yeah. so so this week he, like we were talking about at the start of the show, this uh, this Australian war crimes. The reason why they're in the news at the minute, uh, they were un, they were released uh, about a couple of months ago, weren't they? But there's a there's a court case, like you said, for the whistleblower right now. So they're they're hot in the in the in the press again. Um, so basically, he tweeted out uh, an artist's piece of work for a Chinese artist, which we can also have a look at some of his pictures. Uh, I think you sent me some, Sammy, so I'll get some up. Wuhe um, Chilin. Yeah, so basically tweeted this this tweet out, which you can see on screen at the minute. Uh, Shocked by the murder of Afghan civilians and prisoners by Australian soldiers, we strongly condemn such acts and call for holding them accountable. And, and attached to that is, uh, is the image that you'll be able to see that I've got up in full screen on the on the stream now. Uh, you guys watch with me. I'll have to wait a couple of seconds, but it'll come up. So discuss, guys. Anybody got any anything to add on this Who one? Wants to go first, <laughs> Tom. Okay, um, I, I love this one. Okay, so Wu He Lin, um, he's quite a famous artist in China, um, and if you haven't seen any of his other works, you should look him up. I'm gonna get some of it up on screen now while you're talking. So yeah, yeah. Um, we did some we did some fantastic analysis of some of his work about a year ago. Um, when the national security law came in, there was that famous one of the um, the the, uh, the Statue of Liberty getting destroyed in Hong Kong, and like there's there's Joshua Wong and all that kind of a, a tentacles of the Statue of Liberty. It's really fucking the artwork that he comes out with is it's not just thought provoking. Uh, this sounds really cringy, but like it, this is how I think about it. It's not just like actually good artwork but it's really thought-provoking and if you zoom in there's so many tiny little details that you don't pick up on um, without kind of going through the, the pictures bit by bit. whole point is that the picture that kind of caused this whole thing, the, the picture of the Afghanistan, um, the, the picture of the child who represents Afghanistan having their throat sliced um, by an Australian SAS soldier, this is quite specific because one of the war crimes that was specifically talked about was Australian soldiers slicing innocent civilians throats with combat knives Jesus. um wow yeah absolutely horrific scenes so this this isn't kind of just to shock us this is what they are actually doing so when when australia comes out and says this is a doctored picture no it's not it's artwork but if so, you think so hold on so picture, get back to that you've, you've skipped ahead a bit so they claimed that this sorry australia the australian uh is it is he a prime minister or he's not a president is he yes Prime Minister. So he's the Prime Minister. Uh, said what? He, he came out all snowflakey and crying on stage about it, saying it was a fake picture or something. Was it? Was it? Yeah. Ridiculous. He, he, 
he said that the picture was a fabrication like in the way that every artwork is a fabrication i mean i guess he's correct yes because that's what an artwork is but the fact that he potentially thought it might have been a real picture leads me to believe that like <laughs> maybe he's seen some pictures that we haven't seen you know what i mean like because like, uh, that is a artwork. fantastic point to be fair that i would not even considered before i mean yeah <laughs> carry on well like the fact the point is like the, the, there is no desert if you look at the picture the, the the floor of afghanistan is represented by a jigsaw puzzle um and i think that this isn't just kind of like an artistic choice i think this is talking about the fact that Afghanistan has always been the graveyard of empires. Every time an empire invades Afghanistan, it stops being an empire shortly afterwards. That's right. why they call it the graveyard of empires. Afghanistan's fucking based. I've um, never heard this one yeah, before, either. I will send you some links afterwards. But nice. basically, yeah, it's um, ba Afghanistan is the reason that the British Empire fell apart. It's the reason that the Russian Empire fell apart. Um, and it's probably going to be the reason the American Empire falls apart as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm just putting up some more of his his artwork on the on the screen now. Um, what's his name? By the way, so I can search it up. By the way, th this. The, by the way, this picture that we have uh, in full screen of the Australian soldier slicing uh, with the battle knife. There's actually a part of a larger picture with the Australian Prime Minister holding the edge of the australian flag did he not add this after i've got this one as well i'm just i'm just trying to find it did he not yeah is this the, is um, like follow-up piece right yeah it's a follow-up piece. this was after he was told to apologize yeah Let but me... not told to apologize by the chinese government i would like to add <laughs> Who t so he was what scott morrison um did a press conference where he like demanded an uh, an apology did he did he uh, i've got it up on the screen i there. think I do believe he was demanding the apology from um, Li Jian Zhao, Zhao Li Jian. Um, but, uh, sorry, I was reading his name based on his screen name then. Um, but I think he was actually demanding it from him. And as soon as he made the demand of, of Zhao Li Jian, asking him to apologize for the tweet, that's when Zhao Li Jian pinned the tweet to his Twitter profile so that it was the first thing anyone would see. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. He, he's, he's fucking out. hilarious, man. So, so basically... Uh, shots fired by Chinese Foreign Ministry, shots of truth. Uh, the Australian Prime Minister then uh, sticks his foot in it by crying about it being a fit. I mean, like, how ridiculous is this? Has he never been on the internet before? I mean, he's probably not because he's a Western politician and they're sheltered as hell, aren't they? But, like, you can tell it's a fake <laughs> picture straight away. I, like, when has anybody ever seen the floor that's an unfinished jigsaw? You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. <laughs> to, to, to think that that's a real image in the first place, you've got to be absolutely... That's, that's the next headline, know, fucking Xinjiang Rocks of brains. The, the, floor, the floor is just... It's jigsaw puzzles, but they're not finished. It's like and that film, Xinjiang The Cube, <laughs> and they've got to get out the cube. China's forcing people <laughs> into the cube. Or that, that Netflix Spanish film, that's what China's like with that lift going down in the middle. Oh man, that film's That's amazing. About capitalism, that film. Yeah, yeah, it's a good film, isn't it? So I'm it's just. A, yeah, it's so uh, my favourite one, I'm just trying to get it up now. So my favourite one he did was the one of uh, the White House. I'm just. Bear with me. The the germ. Yeah, the germ one. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's good that one. Uh, this this. Got... He's been on the on the nose with every single one of his pictures has been like dialectically materially correct 
like to, to every every kind of situation he's parodied with his R, he has had the correct take. Like these, the, the my favorite one is the Statue of Liberty, but it's holding up a Molotov cocktail instead of the uh, the, the Torch of Liberty. And there's loads of Hong Kong protesters kind of bowing in front of it, and then underneath it just says, "You you believe in a pretender god." <laughs> yeah, we've got that one up on the screen somewhere. Uh, it's absolutely amazing. Which like, one is it? It's this symbolism. one. There we go. Let's bring that one up. There you go. That should hang in the fucking Louvre. That should hang in the fucking Louvre. It's I mean, it's a bit gruesome. Amazing. They're like in some sort of stomach or something. Yeah. Is it, is it caught up for you, for you guys yet? Man, you should share your screen on the... Uh... Discord. I'm not sharing my yes. screen with you, Sammy, whatsoever. Don't trust you. Uh, <laughs> right, so... <laughs> the, the virus one. The virus one. I've got that one up at the minute. Uh, we were talking about this one the other day. This one's got loads of little uh, hints and tricks to it, hasn't it? Like, you've got five dogs for the five eyes. Uh, Mike Pompeo there painting up the coronavirus with the China flag. Uh, they're making it out of, like, what looks like pizza boxes or something you've got <laughs> you've got claw is it clorox or whatever it was called you've the got bleach, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, bleach, the bleach the bleach that uh trump was recommending to oh, yeah. to people to inject <laughs> inject <laughs> clean wow, up. I, just, I, just, I just love these hidden hints in the pictures exactly the and then and then uh you've got a golf club there next to the door look because trump can't wait to get off to play some golf um and then one of our one of our contributors was telling us that um William I sorry I just saw William in the chat. Unfinished jigsaws and notori notorious war zones. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, so the, apparently the book the book that the dogs got in front of Trump is that Wuhan Diaries propaganda that got written about uh, if anybody's unfamiliar with that, it was like a some traitorous author from China was writing some uh, American propaganda that was meant to be a diary of being locked down in Wuhan and how how oppressed she was and all this. So that's the book. <laughs> that's the book there. So to prove that the virus came from China. And I like how the British dog's got a football in front of it. Oh, yeah. I do like. I'm, that. I'm guessing. I'm guessing that the nodding or waving cat is. Like representative of China surveillance or something as well. It's got to be something like that, isn't it? I'm surprised. And, and I love, I love Pompeo's bold patch as well. Incredible. <laughs> I kind of think that I've got to, I've got to think on the uh, the waving cat actually, because you see them, don't you, in every kind of Chinese restaurant in the UK and in America, but in China you don't see them except no, you don't. No. Like so, the point is, like it's kind of, I think that's kind of a my my critical opinion on that is that it's kind of a take on how, how people, all these China watchers say they know so much about China, they've got all these Chinese artifacts in their homes, but in reality it's all just Western bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm back in That's English literature class. Opinion. Yeah. Wait, yeah. This, has become, this has become like a, a highbrow art, art review show pretty quickly. Uh, if you notice as well, I've just... Better get on our show for this. Apart from zooming in on... Uh, on Oh yeah, toilet paper too. Someone in the chat said this. There you go. It's toilet paper on the tape on the desk. Uh, we've zoomed. No, I've not. I've not just zoomed in on Pompeo's bald spot here. Uh, if you look under the chair, you've got the Bible. You've got some American dollars by the looks. And I'm, I'm not sure what that other 
What's the other book? Is it some sort of like Scientology book or something? I mean, it won't surprise me. What does it say? It doesn't say. I can't. We can't zoom in enough to, to get what it says. It's kind of like an impression mm. of, uh, of of what. And other oh, dog. Well, I think maybe that's just kind of saying like you know you don't read books. You just prop them up with their chairs. Well, no one's a, it's what's <laughs> propping up. It's books. what's propping up uh, the US or Pompeo, isn't it? Which is religion, money, and mm, mm, mm. what cults. Pretending to read books. Yeah, pretending <laughs> to read books. So yeah, that one. That one's my favourite of his. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, Have you guys seen the um, the one of the, the the freight train approaching the kid? The one, the one of the freight train approaching the kid. Uh, do, do, do. Yes, we have that he, one up. Are you watching our stream, Tom? No, I'm AFK. Sure, no, this no, is sorry. like this is like <laughs> being at school and he's just blatantly not listening, right? Hey, yeah, but I know what all the pictures are, so it doesn't matter. I did the homework. So okay. Shut up. But um, yeah, anyway, with this one, my favorite bit is if you zoom in on the dog to the left of the kid uh, firing the, the slingshot. It's Josh Wong. Is it what? Oh yeah, it is with the, Josh Wong. with the glasses and the it's Josh Wong. The Josh Wong hair. Josh Wong is he's, he's a running dog. Hold he's on, a running dog, isn't he? Hold on. So so if you also look behind the guy behind the kid, so just that guy crouching down behind him, it looks like Boris Johnson. Do you look at the little bit of blonde hair sticking out from behind the guy. Oh wow, it actually does. These the, uh, the guy far left of the screen in the corner um, is like just rep emblematic of the bourgeoisie, isn't it? It's just like a fat cap of money, I think, in the, the far left behind the kid. And then it, what, what does this, the phrase say? It's like, you, you're just cannon fodder or something. I mean, this, this yeah, you're just cannon fodder, ineligible, stupid, poor kids. Now, this this woman on the on the left, she looks like a judge to me. Looks like a judge. Who's the other dog? The little pug? Is that Nathan? On, no, Lott? no, no, no. I, I think the woman. I think the woman is that same woman yeah, who made Charles. that racist tweet that, that was called out by Chen Wei Wei Hua. No, no, Sammy. This is an old picture. Yeah, but it could be the same woman. It looks like. I her. don't think so. That's a. It's a. It looks like a Hong Kong judge, kind of, or a representation of. That's what I think. Because they wear I'll, British I'll style. I'll screen in a minute. They wear British style uh, clothes. But if you look at the other dog, is that Nathan Law's hair? I see like a terrible quiff. What's the train as well? What's the train meant to represent coming into him? Like, is... the, the train The train is representing China. The point is, the kid is the Hong Kong protester. He's armed with a fucking slingshot and he's trying to take down a high-speed bullet train. That's the point. Right. Okay. And and the, the 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 American bourgeoisie has put the kid in the middle of the tracks. And they were attacking the train lines and stuff, weren't they, in Hong Kong? Um, the kids they were trying to derail trains and attacking the train stations. So I guess it kind of fits. It's exactly the same. Um, we've talked about this before, haven't we? That Hong Kong is kind of like exactly the same kind of tactics as they used in Tiananmen um, when they used like Chai Ling and stuff when she was saying about trying to encourage bloodshed. Like that was kind of always the goal and I remember back at the very beginning of the Hong Kong protests when my mum and dad were kind of watching it on the news and they don't know anything about China really they were kind of saying like oh when's Tiananmen 2 gonna happen like constantly every day they were saying that because like that was their expectation it was kind of the expectation the media was building wasn't it like oh how long will China last China's moving APCs to the border will China massacre the students this it never happened obviously because they didn't need to but this is what this is what they've been baiting for the whole time. 
which is all about, I think. Mm. I also think they were like purposefully being patient with these Hong Kong groups, especially considering like the past and what's happened in the past through like the umbrella movement. Uh, it's moving on to last year. So, yeah. like that, that. Also, I don't think the situation reached uh, a t the tipping point, the similar to that of Tiananmen. Don't think, Tom. No, of course not. No, definitely not. Nowhere near. But to to, to liberals and people only viewing China through the lens of all I know about it is Tiananmen, and now I see they're about to do another Tiananmen. Like that's kind of the view liberals approach from. They don't even know what the fuck happened at Tiananmen or why Tiananmen happened or even what the fuck Tiananmen means in Chinese. But regardless of those three things, like they, they have an opinion, don't they? Everyone has a fucking opinion on everything. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, their whole worldview is so surface level, especially when it comes to China. And pretty much every all of their opinions just come from what they read in the newspapers, really. Like, likes of The Guardian, mm. The Sun, etc. Sorry, I'm just trying to host while Fran is taking a piss. I'm so bad at this. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back now. Uh, thanks. Ah, okay, good. Thanks. I'll for... like that. I'll yeah. That was seamless. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, thanks for telling everybody that I need I have a functioning human. <laughs> I mean, that's normal. Yeah, like, what's Fran, wrong I'm, with that? Exactly. No, I think, I think that is Nathan Law, how you say it. Mm -hmm. um, and. I'm pretty sure the guy clapping above above the kid, that's Trump, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah that is Trump. Trump. And then next to him is Boris Johnson, yeah, yeah. right? It does look like uh, Boris. You can just see hair. you can just Where's, see a little bit of hair. And you've got the British Bulldog in front of him, right? Yeah, exactly. He's got the British Bulldog. I mean, you've got to put the British element in there, haven't you, at the end of the day? This is Hong Kong. The only issue I have with this is Lloyd's. <laughs> the only issue you have with this is what? word Floyd's what? this one All right. are, we, are we on the next one yeah well I've got it up now behind I mean yeah, so obviously this is great imagery but like obviously there's a spelling mistake just Floyd but like that's just because he's Chinese and not a major one that's a fantastic one the herd immunity one like this is okay let's get that one up hold on because uh, there's a bit of a delay I'm just trying to get rid of some of the ones we've looked at already so the Floyd one obviously yeah, is George Floyd, and it's I, I like how it's the point of view that George Floyd would have got. It's giving mm -hmm. everybody that view, that point of view, isn't it? Yeah, and, and also it's kind of representative of like the oppressiveness of the U.S. police state. I think mm. like the fact that they will just deploy the fucking armed forces against the people. Like there's just like what six, seven unarmed people, and then there's this giant kind of crazy unrepresented force crashing down on them from above whilst mm -hmm. also being the viewpoint that obviously Floyd would get yeah so it's all fucked it's so good so this, this is the, this is the herd uh, immunity one about um, obviously Britain or some so obviously the fucking wow. like the gladiators represent the, the corona mask it's like the, the plague my doctor mask isn't it and then the, the, the mace is kind of like the COVID-19 germ um, well, you've got it's, it's, uh, it's actually a five eyes flag, isn't it? If you look, because look at the emperors there, the five eyes leaders. You've got Trump, Boris, Scott Morrison, uh, Trudeau, Trudeau, and, and uh, Jacinda, and that bitch, whatever her name is. Yeah, Jacinda Ardern. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah, the liberals' like, favourite, like aren't you? 
I like that fascist flag they've created to amalgamate it all together, just kind of like a, a US, UK kind of story. It's got like, uh, British, got the, British up, Union of Fascism vibes, yeah? Uh, is it? Well, to me it has. No, no, it's, it's got it's, the vibe. It's, 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 it's yeah. not, but yeah, yeah, I, I get the vibe, see what you mean. But if you look above above the, the leaders, you see their actual flags there, represented. Mm -hmm. It's like UK one, that, but, but this is clearly representing the American empire, not not this, the USA, the American empire, isn't it? It's it's a mix, mm -hmm. you can see all the all the combinations of the five-eye flags and the, the... And then there's another version of it to the left, behind the obelisk, you see as well, like where it's a more British-centred one, and. And then you've got like kind of the uh, the American eagle in the banners next to the leaders, but it's also kind of like the fascist German eagle. See, see that? Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's a uh, fascism and Rome kind of go hand in hand, don't they? That's why you get all those like traditionalist uh, Twitter accounts I mean, that go on about architecture and have got a picture of like a statue, a, a, a white like marble statue of their profile picture. It's it's like a go hand in hand with fascism don't they these values of like let's go back to uh, this is what you this is what we lost kind of thing isn't it that's what it is but i just noticed as well on. like if you look at the actual hand signals that the leaders are giving that represents their coronavirus response trump's giving a double thumbs down so let everyone die boris is giving a single thumbs down because he doesn't give as much of a shit then you've got scott morrison giving the it uh you know the the half and half symbol and then you've got the, the Canadian and the um, the New Zealand leaders, like their hands aren't up because their coronavirus responses weren't too bad in re in response in in relativity to the other well, five don't, eyes. Well, don't they make out that? Uh, as Williams just said in the chat, there, I'm just really fascinated with Nazi Germany and the Roman Empire. It's always the case with with them sort of people, right? <laughs> See, William knows. Yeah, <laughs> Doesn't doesn't New Zealand get like held up as one of the best examples as well? At the yeah, end so with the coronavirus, it, it's kind of a liberal's paradise, isn't it? At the minute, um, New Zealand. Well, I'm completely well, ignoring. Well, while we're talking about this, I'm gonna just gonna do a Google search and see how many actual cases they are. Uh, continue talking. I know they sort of celebrated coming out of lockdown. Didn't they? Okay, so New Zealand had two thousand and sixty nine cases and twenty five deaths. Right. I mean that's so that's good. It's a good response. It's good, yeah. but they did they did do real, like considering how isolated they are, it's not that good. And if you compare it with Vietnam, which has land borders with the country with the largest initial outbreak, which had zero deaths, why, why do we hear Vietnam? Yeah, but you, no one's going to ever talk about North Korea, are they? But Vietnam's a bit more. It's it, it mentioned as a real country. DPRK yeah. is just seen as a fucking joke, isn't it? Like, mm, sure. But, I mean, they keep saying that DPRK just execute people who had coronavirus, don't they? You keep seeing people yeah, in the yeah, West going, oh, they don't have any cases. Cause, yeah, because they, they just bloody executed well, everybody with it. Trying the dolphins to kill them, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nova Mac in the chat has said, Roman history is fun now. Roman history is fun, as long as it stays as history. And you don't use it as like mm -hmm. some sort of ideological backing for pushing fascism on people. And of course, it's fun. Well, the entire, the kind of entire idea of, of Germany and Italy, they both kind of exist as a fracture of the initial Roman Empire, don't they? Well, um, yeah. 
Rome was obviously its seat of power, but the majority of its first conquered lands were the, the mainland Europe. Isn't isn't uh, isn't yeah, the Nazi salute? The Germanic tribes. Isn't, isn't the Nazi salute like a called the Roman salute anyway? It's called the Roman salute. Yeah, yeah, mm. Roman salute. And like all of it, all of it goes back to kind of um, rebuilding the Roman Empire. You had you had the uh, the Holy Roman Empire as well. Like I, I very recently did hours and hours of learning about the Holy Roman Empire. Because I didn't know anything about it. You it's really interesting history, and if you don't, if I know, if you don't know anything about it, I do recommend you read it. But it's interesting. But if you learn about that kind of shit, that was that was the the transition between the the first Roman Empire and Germany, basically the Holy Roman Empire. It was like essentially a thousand years of that. So and, let's get um, back to kings. It, let's get back to this being, topic. Is this fascist? This kind of I, I, I'm wrapping up. I'm wrapping up. This this kind of fascism always wants to build back the Roman Empire in some form. It's mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's the, the fetish, isn't it? Right, so let's just have a look at uh, some of the replies that uh, <coughs> Lee Jan got to his picture in the comments. So, of course, straight away people are posting Chinaman Square tank, tank man pictures and they put stuff like, were these soldiers held accountable? What, accountable for what? Like, <laughs> not running somebody over? Like, what do they need... Around, yeah, what, what, do you, what are you trying to hold accountable them account for? Well. Yeah, accountable for not running somebody over. Well, sure, give them a medal like if you want, but like not some running somebody over isn't really medal worthy, is it? So, I just uh, yeah. Cringy, cringy somebody, flag there. What, what is that flag? I don't, I've never seen that before. You've got blue tick. You got blue tick accounts posting um, KMT flags. Uh, oh hey, let's have a chat. It it's a KMT flag. Uh, oh hey, let's. We don't ha- know what that is. We don't recognise it. <laughs> let's have a chat about Tibet, uh, and then somebody's put, "I'm in Tibet now. What's wrong with Tibet?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and perhaps we will start seeing a Chinese government that doesn't commit human rights abuses on minority populations. Blah 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 blah. You're like, this is on a post of Australia, Boring. like actually committing human rights. How 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 blindsided are Western? Oh Jesus Christ! His, his username is Afghanistan Solar as well. All right, but what what's going on? How do you say massacre in Chinese? Uh, and then a picture of the and then a video of look like, the tanks not running somebody over. Uh, <laughs> these people are absolutely. Insane. These people are awfully, awfully um, they're awfully confident about this massacre they haven't got any pictures of, haven't they? I'd like to see at least one. Oh, I didn't realise. Oh, I didn't realise China was taking the moral high road, spelled R-O-D-E, as if like you've just ridden something <laughs> instead of road, <laughs> like you drive along. They're taking the, the moral high road all of a sudden. Let's just drop this here for starters. And then another picture of the tank man not running somebody over, right? <laughs> uh, Comrade Lin says, Westerners, oh, Westerners, here, Westerners here are coping so hard with the fact they commit far more human rights violations than the rest of the world. Heck, countries like Australia, USA, etc. was built on top of millions of dead bodies of the natives in each respective places and they still commit imperialism. Uh, West and then somebody replied to that saying Westerners have made mistakes, but they're not barbarians like the Chinese regime, which oh, is God. which is gross, <laughs> which is a gross, repulsive, inhumane like, excuse for a government. 
That's what the gov the, the Australian government said, the same as the American government said for, I think it was um, st uh, Guantanamo Bay, uh, that it's a few bad apples, which is it's the same phrase they always say, a few bad apples, like, fuck off. <laughs> um, but then, like, how, how, come, how come at this point China doesn't just say, oh, it was just a, a few bad apples um, <laughs> in, in Tiananmen Square, and, like, the right. few bad apples had to get crushed by the fucking tanks, and they were the ones that did in the side streets, the 200? I can't find any updates on how they held their own soldiers accountable for massacring their own people. And then again, it's the picture of tanks parked in front of somebody not moving. Um, mm -hmm. How did you hear about these crimes? Dem democratic transparency and freedom of the press. Like this is such a a, a big cope, okay. isn't it? It's a lie. Yeah. No, we we heard about this because a whistleblower whistle blue and now is being prosecuted as a result of the undemocratic untransparent unfree press in australia mm -hmm. so shut the fuck up dan bray shut the fuck up exactly now <laughs> maybe china should be held accountable for causing a worldwide pandemic blah blah i like blah. this next one what a knob. Can, I, can i can i take this next one go on take long any oh. truth to the chinese organ harvesting no there isn't oh, no, another blue take they're just coping so hard, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they are, and it's that same look. We won't pretend Afghanistan didn't happen and we won't erase it from history books. And then another picture of Tiananmen tanks not running anybody over. Um, <laughs> a picture of the war crime. Uh, remember the Tiananmen map? Blah, 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 blah. You know, all the same. Now, it's funny. There's so many pictures of the fucking tanks. It's because all they've got, isn't it? No, I think it's funny at the it same is, time how... Happened, um, hold on. I think it's funny how you mention um, that they they go on about, oh, it's just one or two bad apples, right? Because when it comes to... When it comes to these war crimes, um, that's that's exactly the American excuse every time. Uh, there was a... There's a case of a couple of years ago of a... a, 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 a a group of no, a group of American soldiers in Afghanistan that were they there and they were bored and they wanted to they wanted to literally murder somebody and they planned to to murder some Iraqis next time they went out on patrol sort of thing. And they even sort of collected weapons to keep in their trucks so they could put weapons on dead bodies and and frame people for. Uh, oh, the, he was a Taliban guy. Here's the AK he had sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? So. Uh, they basically murdered this boy and as the picture is being used in this case people have misposting it um the cutting of the neck thing that people are saying is real that's that's a picture of <laughs> see, see the comment hold on see the comment hold on i'm just talking mangoes i'm just trying to talk about american soldiers murdering a boy and you're laughing about comments tom <laughs> sorry <laughs> you should be right so anyway these American soldiers had plotted to go out on patrol and murder uh, some Iraqi, just like any Iraqi sort of thing, exactly the same as these these uh, Australian cases. And they literally just like parked up in a village, saw a, saw a boy, a uh, young like, you know, 13, 14 year old lad helping his dad in a farm and just, just shot him and then threw a grenade at him and then, and then posed with his body uh, and and took pictures and then they, they cut his fingers off to keep as a trophy and this this squad had done this a few times uh, apparently 
uh, in that's proper, in... that's proper ISIS style, isn't it? Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and and the um, when they got caught, basically the same thing happened. A, a troop found out about it. And they tried to bully him. They tried to bully this uh, this fellow soldier. Uh, they beat him up on the base because he found out about it all and told him to never talk about it. But he ended up, I think he ended up telling like his superiors about what they'd done. Uh, and they literally did what you said, Tom, that it had to be investigated and make out that they were just a few bad apples sort of thing. Uh, if you go on Rolling Stone and search like, uh, oh, pardon me, if you search like Afghanistan, American war crimes, um, you'll see the articles and there's some horrific pictures that they took at the time. So this is not, Australia are not alone in this. Um, they're just following their uh, puppet masters, basically. This, this, um, just a few bad apples thing. It's not just a, it's not just exclusive to their war crimes, is it? They use it every time their police kill somebody. The Floyd, uh, Floyd, George Floyd's fucking uh, killer was just a bad apple. Mm-hmm. Um, the three guys that stood on were just bad apples. Um, every time they have a school shooting, it's never the the society of gun ownership that's at fault. It's just a few bad apples, uh, just a few mentally ill apples. Usually, in the case of school shooters. Um, like they, they always just use this trope to excuse every single one of their crimes um, that they do to themselves, to their own citizens, Individualism. to their own civilians, um, or, or in, imperialistically abroad as well. Yeah, it's pure individualism, isn't it? It's fucking sickening. Like, this is why this kind of, this is what needs to be curtailed, this, this individual freedom mindset that people have, because it's this that drives almost every problem we have. It's, these, these kids are going over to, to Afghanistan they want to play Call of Duty. I can just go and shoot kids now. And they know that fucking America is, is going to invade the Hague if the Hague tries to try American soldiers for war crimes. That's common knowledge. So they know they can get away with war crimes. What's the incentive not to do war crimes when, when you know your government is the, is the most I've powerful just, fascist I've just, the world? Uh, I've just noticed something about this artwork um, that I'd not noticed until now, this flag artwork. There's actually... Uh, three other bodies under the flag mm-hmm. I'd not noticed that I thought it was just yeah, like was, a curled it, up flag but there's actually three other bodies hidden underneath it isn't there oh yeah as, as Sammy's pointed out it it was continued later on um, in another picture can we, we get the other picture up uh, yes I can because that one actually um, it shows you Scott Morrison pulling the flag with one hand as though he's covering the bodies up really it it takes on a new a new kind of dimension when you see it from the perspective of the second picture it's up on the screen now for the stream that slogan as well do not be afraid we are coming to bring you peace it's it's so true isn't it it's what america always says before it sends Mm -hmm. its vassals into Mm -hmm. anybody who can remember uh, the iraq war afghanistan war and the start of it in 2001 and stuff uh, i mean America went there because they, because of 9-11, right? Afghanistan had nothing uh, to do yeah. with 9-11, just a completely illegal war. Uh, the picture should be up now, well, Tom, if America, you know, right? the, the, Yeah, um, you see Scott Morrison pulling the, the flag over the, the, the corpses mm-hmm. of Afghanis. There's further Afghanis in the background, mm-hmm. and then if you look beyond that, there's war crimes being committed by Afghanis as the picture's going on. Uh, you see them shooting an unarmed civilian in the head. Sorry, yes. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, shooting an Afghani. Sorry, Is that not the Taliban at the top? Uh, 
No, it's uh, it's meant to represent Australian soldiers. But he's got a he's I'm got a sure. no. That's a that's a, a Russian gun, right? That's an AK that the guy's got. Gonna, let me just go full screen. That's a Taliban fighter shooting at an Afghani Afghanistani. Oh, they funded them, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. That's the war that they've left behind, isn't it? That that looks like uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks like a Russian weapon to me. Which we know the, 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 uh, the Taliban use, right? Yeah, the media, are, the media are completely ignoring what's going on behind them, which is that uh, extremists are murdering people as well. And, and Scott Morrison's pointing at the kid. The kid is obviously Wu Ho Chi Lin. Um, is it Wu Ho Chi Lin or is it Zhao, Zhe, uh, Zhao Lijian? I, I don't know who the kid is meant to represent there. Maybe, maybe it's the artists making this. Or just like, he, yeah, he's, I suppose he's, he's drawing something. He's like a child in, well, he's like a child in, in, in response to the, the massive wave of, of shit that he's getting from like international politicians and stuff. And he's just an artist. He, he's, a, he's a nobody in terms of political influence. And he's, and he's riled up the likes of Scott Morrison. I think that's maybe that's what he's kind of getting at. And he's saying, like, I am but a child, but I'm making the media look at me instead of the war crimes. <laughs> right. So, this this original image of the flag was the first example of China flexing its, its muscles this week, wasn't it? Um, so, it sort of set off a bit of a trend, which is a tide is turning online, and especially on Twitter and, and in regards to fighting back against this stuff because the way australia have acted firstly to this wine the wine thing which is to to wine uh and then literally <laughs> like a day later this uh this picture being posted um on twitter and then australia demanding apologies and you know literally the whole of australia is standing with the prime minister and moaning on this picture I find that very strange. Now, if this was America, you would see at least quite a lot of Americans speaking out about American war crimes, right? But it's so weird to see even like, so. even seeing Australian like liberals back the uh, Australian government on this and demanding an apology from China and oh, we're just being bullied by China, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, uh, liberals are fascists. Yeah, sure, but liberals, you know. Uh, take the side of the left so they have they have to take they have to do both both sides and they're not doing both sides in this uh case that's what i'm trying to get at i get what you mean yeah yeah so you know um moving on we've got the uh we've got the the tweet that uh that chen wei hua Posted. <laughs> it's just exploding up oh, on, I, I on the screen now. This. <laughs> yeah, this is made it, quite it, the this, this made my day. This made my day. It was. It was honestly made my fucking day when I saw this. I was just scrolling through Twitter, and I, I think I saw it within like twelve minutes of it being posted, and it only had like you know, five or ten likes or something. We just scroll like, up a little oh bit so, so you can see what he's replying to. Yeah, get get the initial tweet up. So, Senator Marsha Blackburn, who I have no clue who she is. Uh, I have no clue who these... Republican racist. Yeah, it's just some random American Karen to me. Uh, I don't need to know her name. 
She's apparently uh, someone from Tennessee, which uh, I don't really know much about Tennessee, but I think it's like a, a swamp or something where racists live uh, in the USA. So she's tweeted out, China has uh, a 5,000 year history of cheating, stealing. Some things will never change. What, throwing shade at China. And then Chen uh, Weihua. Is that, am I saying it right, Tom? Yeah, Chen Weihua. Right. Chen Weihua, who is the uh, China, De- China Daily EU Bureau Chief Columnist. Um, so basically, he's, he's a journalist who works for China Daily. So just tweets the word bitch back at her. Which, is, <laughs> which, which has 54,000 likes. Uh, uh, it's a And 10,000 retweets. I mean, it's... This is the fight back that we're talking about. I mean, it's almost like it's almost like enough whining. Uh, just go into attack mode now, isn't it? Well, not even attack mode, but just just call them out. So this defend. is yeah. Uh, just defend yourself properly. Yeah, exactly. Just defend yourself properly. That's right. Because remember, she's the one who's put the first the first tweet out, isn't she? Um, Chow Collective made a meme about this, didn't they, as well? Which is funny. Uh, for all those China watchers who who go out, I, I, it's not it's not the Chinese people I don't like. It's just the CPC I don't like. It's the government. Uh, tweets like this completely prove that you just hate Chinese people and you're nothing but a fucking racist. And the hatred of communism is just bottled on top of that. Um, I mean, I wouldn't expect much more from an American to not be racist. You know, that's expecting a little bit too much, isn't it? But there you go. Um, she clearly doesn't care about Chinese people and just hates the CPC. Or she won't be talking about five thousand years of Chinese people being cheating and stealing. Now, just imagine, just imagine, Tom, before you set off, uh, that she tweeted out: Jewish people have a five thousand year history of cheating and stealing. Some things never change. Now, if she tweeted that out, what would she sound like? And that Exactly. Now, Tom, please go on. Um, this was not the. I don't know whether we're, we've got the other ones queued up, Fran, but this wasn't the only tweet Mr. Weihua made on the. Um, All right, let's find him because I don't have. I don't have the next one queued up, but I can find it. It's it's okay. I've got um, Sabina actually made a fantastic meme of it. Um, it got hundreds of retweets. I'm I'm just getting Sabina's profile up. I'll I'll send it to you on on their Discord to get up. Because what's yeah. her Twitter handle? Tell me, I'll search for it now because I have to do it through this the stream browser. Okay, uh, at comrade underscore Sabina. Free shout out to everyone, follow Sabina, she's one of our contributors and she's great. Okay, so so this is something she posted, right? Is it? Yeah, 19 hours ago, it's tweeted. I just couldn't help had to make this. Where's she at? Okay. I just couldn't help. I had to make this. Okay. Uh, she, let's get her original one up. Obviously, she's uh, made this meme herself, and it, it is hilarious. So and It also covers the other three tweets that Mr. Chen Weihua... All right. You, you talk us through these. I, I need I need them up for... You've got this up? Uh, I think... Oh yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm behind by ten seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, so the first one is obviously the, 
the bitch response. The second one, um, he said again, this is the most racist and ignorant US senator I've ever seen. A lifetime bitch. So he just doubled down. I think this was after <laughs> he was told to apologize by like loads of liberals. And then the third one, which is even the, the, the best one of all, fucking Marco Rubio comes out of wherever the fuck he's Oh, we've got that one up. We've got that one, but okay. Look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did cue that one up, so I'm not I'm not half sleeping. All right, okay. Do you want to... Do you want to do you want no, to no, we'll, we'll keep it up on me, in meme form. Uh, meme form is better, right? right? The meme, the memes, yeah, the meme form is very better. Yeah, so Marco Rubio says, meet the China Daily EU Bureau Chief, uh, and then <laughs> the screenshot of him saying Marsha Blackburn, bitch, which is just hilarious. And then Chen has just fucking replied to it saying, Hi Marco, this is an understatement. He is much worse than that. So it's just, it's, I, it's, I mean, what, the, what Western media refers to this as is wolf warrior diplomacy. I've um, just seen a... Chinese... I've just seen the meme about that as well. Let's get that up while we're talking. Is that Zhao Lijian who posted that? Or, or, uh, or was that Hu Shijian? No, it was made by... Uh... He's Theo Fletcher on Twitter made this meme a few weeks ago, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I know it was uh, Theo, but um, I, I thought uh, it, I think I'm pretty sure who she did from uh, Google Times. I think that they actually shared the meme. Yeah, they did, but they the just didn't, they just didn't credit him. So we're going to credit him on the show. Uh, this is Theo Fletcher's of meme. Of course. But yeah, it's up on the screen now. Yeah. Yeah. So th- this. Um, I want you and Harrison to perform it. Okay, uh, Harrison, do you want to be China or America? Wait, one of us, we can't do the China voice, can we? You That's, don't have to do a, chi- a don't do a Chinese voice, just do it in English. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll do America then. <laughs> right, I'll, 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 I won't do an accent, but I'll say it in Chinese then. All right, then. Okay, I'll, I'll be there America. Wait, I was going to do an American accent. How do, do I do it, that? Do All right, be, be an American that's from, you. from Birmingham, Alabama. Fuck you, man. Yeah. All right, wait. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. You went full Boston. That? That's sick. I love it. Was that... right, I was trying to do like New York. Come on. Fuck you. Well done. Fuck you. Yeah, be war. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Gundi, Gundi Fuck you, it's quite hard to translate into Chinese, by the way, if you didn't. Oh. Bit of an ad lib. Wolf, Wolf warrior diplomacy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Wolf warrior diplomacy. Oh my god. You sounded like a, like the Godfather or something at the end. That was brilliant. I can't do Harrison, it. That's all. That was brilliant. Can, Harrison, I'm, I'm I don't think we're ever... Um, I was there. I, I was seriously, uh, I don't think me and you were ever going to get into any kind of acting job to now, make, but now like, get me I my enjoyed coffee. that. It's brilliant. Coffee. I was there. So, um, Samira Khan <laughs> as well, with, with a high, awesome. the highlight of 2020, and, and she's put the same, uh, this is the most racist, <laughs> this is the most racist and ignorant US senator I have, I have seen. Chen, if she's the most racist and ignorant US senator you've seen, You've got a long way to go. And when Marco Rubio, <laughs> when Marco Rubio retweeted, yeah, you should have like doubled down on that because he's far more racist uh, and ignorant than than Marsha Blackburn is, isn't he? Marco Rubio has been. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I, if 
there's definitely a, a senator that looks like her in America who was like at a lynching or something. Like a Republican senator recently went to like some kind of like public fucking like cross burning event or something like actual kind of Ku Klux Klan kind of thing. That's, I, I don't know if anyone knows what I'm talking about in the comments. I, I mean, that's link. crazy. I mean, I've heard that that lynchings are still happening, but I've not heard that before. Somebody, Muddy Schmuck, which username checks out, uh, and then his handle is Muddy Cook, which is making me itch. Where's Where's the lie, Chen? Uh, in I'm guessing he's referring to the 500 years of cheating and stealing. Uh, typical Yank reply, your opinion matters nothing. I mean, you, you can't even go to school in the USA without fear of gunman bursting into your classroom. Uh, so I don't expect you to Americans to know the foggiest idea about 5,000 years of Chinese history, uh, whether they cheated and stole or not. You know, you're just some dumb American. Probably posted the Tiananmen post further in there, but I'm not going to look it up. Let's see how long it takes to find that. Uh, let's have a look. Mr. Weihua, the American people yearn for freedom. I mean, this that kind of <laughs> that's another thing that annoys me about Americans when they do this, like President Xi, please liberate us kind of thing. Like this is that individualism as well. It's just a joke, though, isn't it? I know no, it's, it's a joke, that's, but that's still. It annoys me that they they project this idea that somebody is somebody else's job to come and save them. Uh, that, that does annoy me. Uh, many Taiwan KMT flags again. Uh, pictures of Douglas uh, MacArthur or whatever. Delete your account. Support China, the real China. Uh, free Hong Kong, and then they post the the CPC Hong Kong. Uh, also for good measure. I mean uh, the copes. There we go. We found it. Tank Man's there. Posted by Blake Wiener. Known to friends yeah, as cool. Mr. Wisconsin. Jesus Christ. Don't trust China. China is asshole. These people are like... These people are like... I don't know, like human versions of Reddit, aren't they? A picture, a picture <laughs> of a helicopter. That's original. At least you're... You know. uh, have you seen that one there? By uh, the guy with the mango in his name, the response. Where's that? He's responding to a Tiananmen thing there. It just says, the video where the tank drives carefully around and does not harm the processor with a question mark. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the video where a tank driver carefully oh, yeah. tries to not harm the processor. Yeah, and I mean, we got videos from just this year alone of American police driving through people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's the same, isn't it? And the, the re- these comments, right, that these Americans and... and Indians and whoever post these trolls, I don't think they realise how they're like their own. They they they're signing their own downfall by being this dumb. What exactly happened mm-hmm. in 1989 at the Tiananmen Square again? Could you explain? And the problem is right. Somebody probably could explain that to you, but you're not going to accept what somebody else says to you anyway are you so like what's even even the point these people are so if so it's weird it's very weird things don't they they say like they'll they'll go uh ah well can you explain what happened at tiananmen and i'll be like yes actually it all started in the great leap forward and they're like hang on hang on what's that got to do with tiananmen i'm like well i'm getting there it's it's like a fucking very complicated story that you can't understand by a media headline they're like no i don't care i'd rather just believe the fucking ten thousand people dead like like it's just so it's just because I think it's just a lack of um, 
attention span, really. Like, they can't read a, a whole article. They refuse to do it. So instead, they'll just read, not read the headline and summarise the opinion from that. Is it just a lack of... And it's a lack of uh, self-confidence as well, isn't it? Because they've got nothing. If you, if you can... It's like you're just posting a, an assumption and just hoping that sticks. And like you say, you can counter it and they still won't. They'll change the goalpost further to, to double down. It's almost like not worth uh, replying to these, these people, is it? I've got the Marco Rubio. Um, <laughs> the Marco Rubio tweet's got 2.3k likes. Uh, Chen's reply has got 7.2k likes. <laughs> I mean, you have Marco Rubio getting, getting ratioed these days. That's the sort of week that it's been, isn't it? Like, you know, their, their own narrative is is coming on on stuck isn't it but i think the thing is this is something we need to point out and celebrate that this week has been a turning point this week either definitely someone high up whether you believe whether you believe in the fucking conspiracies whether you think that the uh the chinese state media people have handlers or whatever whether you believe all that something's come from a high echelon that said right no more pulling your punches no more trying to be respectful to the west fight fire with fire and go as brutal as possible and like and it doesn't matter what you do just fucking gloves off go wild and, and they've just done it because it's like every single one of them i've seen Zhao Li Jian do it i've seen chen wei hua do it um i don't know whether hua chun ying has posted anything she definitely posted like um messages of support to afghanistan but that's not quite like shit posting on the level that chen wei hua and the others have, have been doing um but even hu Jin, the these are these are like the 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 top guys at fucking CGTN, China Daily, um, Global Times. Like these are really important. Like it's like the kind of the, the chief of the BBC calling calling um, someone a bitch on Twitter. Basically, is kind of like the, um, the the situation we're at right now. But obviously, everyone in China is rooting for China, and every every kind of Western communist as well, except for the American ones and the Maoists. We're all rooting for China as well, so so China's winning this one. Like it, it's the tide's turning, and, and it's good. It's good to be here to watch. Do you think that uh, this is an open question to everybody? Do you think that uh, possibly the firewall could end up being dropped by China to to sort of counteract this? Because um, it's got to happen at some point, hasn't it? And I think. One thing that would completely destroy the Western narrative of things would be if the firewall uh, was dropped. I don't think I think Chinese Chinese people know, you know, they know enough. Uh, they know enough to to um, not fall for Western lies. All the Western media makes it to sort of China anyway, doesn't it? It's, it's not like they've got to worry. It's more like we're being, you know, they're being kept away from. From interacting with these idiots more so that because like BBC China have got a, an account on Chinese internet, the US State Department has on, on on Weibo and stuff. So I think one thing that would really play into uh, the hands of China would be to just sort of get let you know drop the firewall and flood the internet with billions and billions of people who understand. How to how to actually process information properly and not do this like what happened at Tiananmen Square blah 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 Winnie the Pooh blah you know what I mean so they're just gonna be like what do you know what I mean like you're just a, a bunch of idiots so I think 
Do you, do you guys think that it's going to happen? Anyone? One of you, one of you's got to have views uh, on this. <clears throat> I think. I just, um, I just realized like, I was. I, I, wanna... I just realized I was muted for. God knows how long since I took my break. Yeah, whatever. Have you just been sat muted talking, Sammy? <laughs> I I did this before, but not not on cast. So you did it before I we started. Sammy, yeah. when you laughed at me before. Yeah, yeah. Sammy laughed at me, didn't he? So karma's come back for you once again, Sonny Jim. Yeah, no, shut up. Anyways, like you've been shut up for the past twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I I was saying like. I don't think it's going to happen that way for two reasons. The first reason is the reason the firewall was set up in the way it is was to prevent the the, the influx and the flow of capitalist narratives, fake news, NGO soft power mm -hmm. kind of thing. And we see this, we see the end result of this personified in the Arab Spring and the color revolutions in Eastern Europe because it is a documented fact that especially in the Arab Spring Facebook was a major organizing tool mm -hmm. for the NGOs to co-opt the protest movements and I think uh, like China did play its chess uh, did play its chess moves well uh, with this so I don't think the firewall is going to be removed I, sorry, for, before I get to that, a second reason is if you have millions of Chinese people just flooding to Twitter, they could just keep shutting down, shutting, shutting down these accounts with the excuse that they are bots or... I mean, they've already the, done that excuses. once, haven't they? They swept a couple of months ago through those exactly. accounts. I mean, exactly, but even yeah. if they did that, right, would that not, would that not just give uh, Chinese media an opportunity to then you know actually prove that the west it was the west who were who were censoring people you know um and not i mean it's really difficult for that because people because it's really hard to influence people's minds living in the west when they're just surrounded that is a good by, point yeah and, and like the chinese firewall is a is a defensive in is defensive in nature. Well, there's actually so, a way to get through at the minute, isn't there? There's like an app they brought out that allows people to get onto uh, to, to Western social media, but still stay behind, protected. Mm. So their data is still protected from. I mean, what one thing that we got to say about this firewall is it is like you said, it's a defensive wall. It's it's not to stop people going onto Western social media because everybody's got a VPN anyway, right? Everybody's mm -hmm. got a VPN. Everybody knows how to hop the wall. Everybody's paying for VPN. It's more like uh, if you're going to go on Facebook, we are not responsible for the information that you see. We're not responsible for what Facebook do with your data. Uh, and we're not responsible for any sort of scams or you know things that happen to you on that Western, uh, on that Western website. So there are ways for people to get onto Twitter right now. I think that the government should... The only problem is if you can't tweet in English, then you know you're a bit screwed, aren't you? But uh, I think they definitely, definitely should start to push. Well, not put push the idea of getting onto Western social media to to engage with these people. Uh, you're only ever going to stop these these people posting pictures of tanks stopping in front of somebody if there's actually pe enough people there to to counter it. You know. 
if China makes enough of a public, uh, you know, if China announces to the UN as well that it's uh, opening up Twitter or something, Twitter can't really just ban them all because then China would go, look, we told you that we were opening it up. It's what you wanted, isn't it? Uh, let's go to the chat before we move on. Let's just have a look at some of uh, the comments here. Um, Novamax says, one of the first things his classmates said to him when he met is, do you know what happened in Tiananmen? I'm guessing you're, not, you're Chinese. But I, I imagine that happens to a lot of Chinese people, especially when they come to the West. Uh, and I, I imagine it, it, it happens to Muslims and people get asked about ISIS and all kinds of things. So yeah, it's just what Westerners are like, I guess, isn't it? Um, <clears throat> William says, I'm fully here for the official... You're going to like this one, Tom. I'm fully here for the official Xi Jinping Twitter account being made and calling the US a paper tiger in its first first tweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, one one interesting thing about that, she isn't going to make a fucking Twitter account. Imagine the fucking chaos underneath it. Imagine how many fucking Indian trolls would infest <laughs> that comment section. Infest it, though. I but, mean, do it. But, <laughs> no, no, no. But the point is, today, I believe, um, it's either today or it's coming out soon. Um, she is releasing a new a new book, a new um, a new theory book, which is not related to the governance of China series, and it relates to the importance of technological warfare. Um, now, wow. there was a quote from it. Yeah, that I I only saw it on Jen uh, Zadong on um, you know on Reddit today. Um, someone was talking about it, and I, I didn't even know anything about it. I did a bit of research. Oh, Looks really use, interesting. You use Reddit? Um, yeah. How much karma you got? <laughs> Big karma energy. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't really comment. I don't know what karma is. I'm too cool. I'm too cool for karma. Yeah, yeah. Well, when is this book coming out? I'm trying to. I'm trying to get the fucking post up for friends roasting me. <laughs> Hard to concentrate. That's um, what I like. Friend. Yeah, well, that's what I like. Throwing him off. <laughs> let me yeah, let me chuck this into Twitter. See if I can get something up. I'm not seeing anything new. Oh, our, our red country will never change its colour. Is that what it's called? Um, could be. I see people tweeting about it here if you're looking at the stream. Uh, is this true? Mm, could, could. Uh, trying to find the, uh, the poster that I actually started reading about it from. You're not doing very good promo for this book, Tom. Sorry. I don't need to do promo. It's going to get enough sales in, in the mainland, ain't it? It's not for us, really. There's not much on here. I'm scared to click some of these links because they all look like Western news sort of thing. I don't want to... No, I can only find a, a link from Bitter Winter, which is like a religious anti-China cult similar to Falun Gong. Wow. It ain't gonna be that one, no. But um, anyway, Tom. When... Anyway, I'll, I will try and find it. Anyway, I can't find it now. But the point was basically you were saying that um, the, the technological battleground is gonna be one of the next key battlegrounds in, in the ideological war. That was a quote from this book from Xi Jinping. It might, it may be the next volume of Governance of China. Uh, I don't think it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. But I, I can't find the actual thing. So if I do find it, I'll, I'll post it on Twitter when they unban me. Um, 
Well, find so, out, right? And we'll tweet about it on the on the official account. We'll promote his book for him. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll um, earn our we'll earn our Wu Mao coins. So the book I've been reading, uh, well, I finished reading the uh, Unrestricted Warfare book about China's um, strategy to defeat America in the long term, which was written in 1999. Basically, has a whole chapter on. Uh, it's written by PLA generals as well, so it's, it's coming from a good source. Um, and it has a whole chapter on how the netizen will be a soldier in and of himself in the future warfare. Yes. And essentially, our pictures. Hold on. Our pictures of 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 Tiananmen Square not exactly this already, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's of course. Yeah. It's it's technological warfare. But we are as as cool as it sounds. We are the ideological soldiers in in favour of China until they open that firewall. And as you said, it's the, it's the floodgate. Now, I see it mostly as kind of like a technological version of the, the Berlin Wall or the anti-fascist wall, as it was known in the GDR, the anti-fascista Schutzwall. Um, and basically, this wasn't a wall to keep East Germans in. It was a wall to keep West German fascists out. That was the whole purpose of it. It was the anti-fascist wall, the same as the, the Chinese firewall. I mean, at the Not end of the day, China right? Hold on. At the end of the day, if... if, 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 if if uh, the enemy just plonked itself down in your in in your capital city, you'd build a wall around him, right? Of course you fucking would, definitely. But um, regardless of that, like, fuck the West Germany. But that's not the point. Uh, the point is, I see China's firewall as a, a version of this. They, they they understand that they don't have the manpower to fight against the wave of propaganda that America can generate, so they simply block America and. Because the vast majority of Chinese um, internet communication goes on in Chinese, it's impenetrable for Westerners. They can't just go and join in on debates because they'll go and post, haha, Winnie the Pooh, Xi Jinping, Tiananmen, 50 billion dead. Well, and that's then, not even like, a debate no anyway, is it? Them and, they'll, and they'll get banned because like, some, some Chinese model come along and go, hmm, that's strange, and just ban them. And like that'll, that'll just be how it goes. So it's impenetrable, the firewall, based on the fact that Chinese is also a difficult language to kind of speak if you don't speak it it's not like something you can google translate and, and you google just flex in that on no i'm just telling the truth because i speak spanish as well and spanish you can fucking just google translate well, to the end i mean it's my whole degree i mean Chinese, you can't. <laughs> i mean we could definitely all just see an example couldn't we of uh of how uh i just flashed it up then it'll have been very loud you can you can see how uh how uh, easy it is let me, let me get this back up what are you doing? I'm I'm gonna show I'm just gonna show our audience on how easy it is to, to mess Chinese up. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> just just what we'll just It's a good lesson for everyone, right? Anyway, Wait. Do, you think, do you think we should? Shush. Do you think we should move on to the second part? What does that shit mean? You, you've just spoken over the bad Chinese, Sammy. There we go. So, so yeah, um, you've thrown us off, but yeah, we'll get on to the next st step of the uh, of the show tonight, which is uh, this video.
Tom, check the Discord chat. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We just we've got a video yeah, yeah. playing. Oh, you got a video? My bad. Nine more missions, six collected by the U.S. and three by the former Soviet Union. Since the most recent moon sample was collected in 1976, no other country has taken up the task. So what makes China's Chang'e 5 lunar mission 44 years later so special? The Chang'e 5 probe consists of four components, an orbiter, lander, ascender, and re-entry module. The orbiter and re-entry module will remain in orbit, while the lander and ascender touch down on the surface to gather samples. What sets China's mission apart is the age of the samples to be gathered, possibly much younger than those gathered by the American Apollo missions, aged between 3 to 4 billion years old. Once the samples are collected, they will be taken to orbit by the ascender, which will connect with the re-entry module to bring them back to Earth to be studied. The mission will bring new challenges for China's space program, especially in the way samples will be packaged. One thing that's sure though is this endeavor will pave the way for more to come and a better understanding of our moon. Right, so people might wonder why we've just played that video of, uh, of, of China landing on the moon. And that's because uh, they've just had a successful mission to the moon, right? To collect some Collected samples. moon rock samples, yeah. So, uh, what amazes me about this mission is how fast it's all been. Yeah, about a week after launch, they had announced, oh, they've reached the moon. I'm like, what? Not even a week, just a few days. Exactly. And then it's like, oh, they've se they've got into orbit and now they've separated. Now they've landed. And then they collected some samples and now, and now they're blasting. It's amazing how fast it is, isn't it? Like, mm. it's amazing. So well, it, it was immediately after landing that it started to extract samples, wasn't it? Like within within like, I believe, 30 seconds of it touching down on the moon. It immediately started to penetrate its probe in and get to work. Like the Chinese, I think it wow. was People's Daily. Wow. Off Harrison. <laughs> no, that's funny. Sorry. I know what you were getting at. Um, but yeah, no. People's Daily was like, look at how quickly the the moon the moon landed. Got penetrated. Thing, and it's just like, yeah, just penetrates away. You know. Penetrated. <laughs> like, Come on, we're meant what to be chance. adults, lads. They finished fast. I think... Come on, Sammy! Come on. <laughs> I mean, anyway. I mean, it's a good one. It is a good one. Uh, so yeah, uh, okay. The, let to it. So we've got the CGTN article of, of the flag being lifted. I think that's an animation of it, is it not? That's not an image, that's is it? One, no, it's not. It's an actual image. Is it? It looks um, CGI to me. That that. Uh, it's not bad because that flag's, this flag is actually made out of a special material because of the the immense amounts of lunar radiation. On the on the surface of moon, so they had to make make it out of special materials. That's why it's like, that's why it basically looks like CGI. That that is a GIF. That GIF, yeah, that that's uh, CGI. I'm talking about the image below that. Okay, so the GIF is CGI, right? Okay, and yeah. then the, the this picture below that we've got up now is is an actual image, right? Yeah, it is. Wow, mm -hmm. and then like yeah. a panoramic as well. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Let me I just think... read the text here. The, the China National Space Administration on Friday 
that's today, the day we're recording, uh, released an image showing China's national flag unfilled from the Chi- is it Chang'e five? Tom, say Chang'e. five probe on the moon before the takeoff. The images were taken back. Oh, so it's t- actually taken back off from the moon as well. Yeah, uh, it has. Didn't you know? No, I didn't. See, it's even faster. The images were taken by a panoramic camera installed on the lander-ascender combination of the probe before the ascender blasted off from the moon. This is the first time that China displayed a genuine fabric-made national flag on the moon. Uh, and it's the first time a socialist flag has been displayed on the moon because when the USSR sent probes up, it was uh, just printed on the side of their rover, which I imagine still up there. It didn't come back, did it? Uh so yeah, awesome news. Mission, what is it? When's it gonna come back? Does anyone know? Presumably, just within like the same amount of time it took to get there. I don't, I don't know how moon flights work. <laughs> I think less than a week. But like, I think uh, China's the third country after the USSR and the US to do this. I think this also has importance in terms of like technological development and all that. But also, I think this has a lot to do with China's fusion energy project. Because as we know, fusion energy is kind of like next gen in the same uh, sense that nuclear energy was next gen compared to oil. Fusion but the energy, difference, okay. Yeah, uh, but the difference between fusion energy and nuclear is that fusion energy is actually infinitely safer because it requires power to not like cool down the, um, the material like what is required in nuclear power plants, but actually requires power to heat it up to generate the power. So if the power goes, or if some fault happens, it cools down, the material cools down, and it just returns to a neutral state. So it is infinitely less dangerous. So anyway, going back to it, I think this has something something to do, by the way, shameless plug to our article on Mango Press about Chinese nuclear fusion energy. Yeah, I've just, I've just got that up on the screen. So if anyone wants to read more about... Uh... China nuclear fusion and we've even yep. referenced Karl Marx in there so you know it's awesome. good you know it's good because in the sources at the bottom is Karl Marx uh, also yeah. must include the science of Marxism anyway so this this process requires the helium-3 isotope which is uh, sporadically do you want that article still existing. up I've took yeah, it yeah, down keep, keep yeah keep it up if you want uh, helium-3 exists sporadically throughout the Earth, and it is so rare. However, on the Moon, helium-3 exists in enormous amounts. So I think China is also preparing to create some kind of infrastructure to import helium-3 from the Moon uh, in order to actually make its its fusion energy project sustainable, and also to, like, develop it further and so on but also i think this um has a hugely positive impact not only on china but also on iran because iran is also one of the leading countries in developing nuclear fusion uh energy unlike the unlike the us because as we're seeing in the us they are defending uh, they literally defunding instead of defunding the military police they are defunding nuclear fusion uh, projects and research because it goes against the interests of the oil oil yeah. industry. Well, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? In a capitalist world, they do this. It's almost, exactly. which is quite funny that we've been talking about uh, them moaning about tariffs on 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 Australian wine, and they literally they literally do 
even worse to any industry that threatens their existence, such as uh, green energy. Uh, nuclear fusion. Mm. Nuclear fusion is like the solution to to humanity's energy production problems and exactly. climate change as well. For them, but also. Go on. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, one last point about this. This is hugely important for China's ge- geopolitics because China imports eighty percent, I believe, it's eighty percent of its oil, which is, and that leaves it. 90%, yeah, and that leaves it in a hugely vulnerable situation, especially considering the routes where it imports all this oil is the South China Sea, and it's filled with military, US military bases. Uh-huh. So fusion energy is China's final key to come out onto the world stage as like a power that can fully, uh, reliably stand up to the us and I, th- I i believe this is just a personal opinion but i believe this is uh, a reason why they are so like oh we, we just want peaceful cooperation i think this is the reason why they are so soft in foreign policy currently at the moment who while china con- yeah while the us continues to ramp up its uh, drums of war Okay, well that makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, it, it makes yeah, complete I, sense. Go on, Tom. I think, like the um, as you say, there, Sammy, the, the key for China is energy autarky. Now, autarky means it, it's basically what Juche is. It, it's being self-sufficient um, to the extent that you don't need to import anything. Now, as you said, China is extremely um, uh, liable to an oil embargo. It would shut the country down, only temporarily, because the reason China has such a large usage of oil at the moment is because it had to shut down all of its coal-fired power plants. Um, China was the largest coal user in the world, the largest domestic coal producer in the world as well. Um, and as a result of this, it basically it has enough energy to keep going if America strangles it, but it just means that the pollution comes back. All the pollution you used to hear about from China was because they used coal-fired factories rather than oil-fired. Um, as a direct result of this, China under, I believe it was under Hu Jintao, um, although it could have been under Xi Jinping, don't get me wrong, um, I think it was Hu Jintao though, um, imposed the policy where all coal-fired plants were to be shut down um, or or turned into like green coal plants basically, and only, only a good percentage of them could be transferred, so the vast majority had to be shut down in favour of um, new facilities. But rather than investing so heavily in oil, because they knew that oil was kind of coming to its end anyway, China is now the largest investor in the world on, with, with no equal um, in green technology. They have the largest electro-hydroelectric power dam in the Three Gorges. Um, they have uh, the entire Taklaman Desert. In, Which, in hold on, and, um, the, the, we, while you're mentioning the Three Gorges, it's interesting to, to note that uh, it, that is also a, a target for... Uh, propaganda against, isn't it? Like you, you see Mike Pompeo going on about how the Three Gorge Dam is starving people and and whatever he wants to go on about. Do you do you know what I mean? The the, the common one I see is uh, oh the Three Gorges is going to break. The Three Gorges is going to break, and all these Chinese people are going to die. The the reality is, if the Three Gorges did break, you would probably have millions of deaths, uh, millions of deaths. Um, because it's like it holds back. A few well, no, not just that. Water. Not not that what I'm talking about. But Mike Pompeo makes out that like these dams are built to to 
to oppress the nations further downstream. Do you know what I mean? And it's just another example of Chinese evil doings and all that, you know. Uh, but carry on. Just the imperial dog barking again, in it? Yeah, exactly. Um, but, like, that's a big one. Like, if you often, often like, kind of hypothetical wars on China that you see from kind of, like, um, people writing about alternate futures and stuff, um, a big one that I've, I've, I don't know whether anyone in here has read. It was called World War Z. It was made into a film. Um, Is this that zombie, zombie, zombie movie? <laughs> I, but hang on, I've got a point here. I've got a point here. Um, no, no, I'm, was I'm interested. Actually, yeah, yeah. The zombie movie was terrible. It was just a Hollywood fucking piece of shit, fucking blockbuster zombie film. But the actual book was written like a geopolitical analysis of the zombie war, right? And okay. it was actually banned in China because it talked heavily about how PLA generals defected and then nuked China to destroy the Communist Party and then, like, Tibet becomes a free nation. Oh, yeah, yeah, Actually, believe it or not, this book is, believe it or not, required reading for the CIA, it's required reading for the U.S. Army, and it's required reading for the U.S. Marines. This book that talks brutally about the death of Russia and China at the hands of this hypothetical zombie that doesn't exist but it's written as though it's a real geopolitical history of the of the situation that's um, funny and... it's funny though because you were only mentioning uh bravo two zero and all that the other week as well weren't you so it's, it's another case of that you were talking it's, it's about andy, andy, andy mcnab is it it's similar to that isn't yeah, it yeah yeah almost you know. the same kind of thing like it's it, yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, China banned that book, and people were like, ah, China bans the book about zombies, lol. But no, they banned it because one of the key points is about how a PLA general driving a fucking Chinese nuclear submarine fires a nuclear torpedo at the Three Gorges Dam specifically to destroy CCP power, um, flood fucking acres of land, and, and flood it with nuclear waste because the, the bomb was. A nuclear blast that goes off over the dam and all it. and it's basically talking about how to kill as many Chinese people as possible and like and people are like haha China bans the zombie book no China bans the book that talks about how to nuke China in the most destructive way and all this shit it, it, it these are the kind of things that people write about and like the three gorges is is that's what I, I, that's, that was my whole point like that was that was the reason they banned it was because it, it discusses nuking the three gorges dam <laughs> it, oh it, despicable book thing. Yeah, what, why would you have is, fantasies about uh, nuking people? It's very strange. But that's now fucking required reading for the CIA, so fucking someone in the high up in the fucking Central Intelligence Agency clearly read that zombie book, thought, this isn't just fucking good about zombies, this is actually a, a, a doctrine of war on how to defeat China, and it also talks about, like, but it's all it's like an alternate history kind of thing, you know, like an alternate future, and it's about how, like, India and Pakistan devolve into nuclear war as well, and, like, Russia gets destroyed by the, the fucking zombies and all this nonsense and like obviously America survives and obviously Britain survives and like all the good countries survive you know what I mean but it, yeah, it's just you know fuck it fuck these horrible fucking bourgeois bastards <laughs> yeah uh, what we what so Sammy carry on about um, this uh, space victory uh, I think I pretty much finished most of my points, like in its geopolitical importance and some of that. Like, basically, uh, I think this is uh, one of China's like last uh, points on its checklist in terms of uh, like putting itself 
up as a world power, especially uh, in an increasingly multipolar world. And that's all I had to say, really. Makes sense. I think, like, you've, got, you've hit the nail on the head there because who else has gone to the moon? Like, it, we've only had the Soviet moon lander went onto the moon, didn't it? Um, unmanned um, in the 70s, but it didn't leave a flag behind. Um, and then obviously you had the American expedition with Armstrong and fucking all that bullshit where they left the fucking US flag behind. Um, but now it's the second time a flag has been planted on the moon and it's a socialist country. But it's, mm. you know, it, it's something to be proud of. It's a, it's a good day. This One is giant the reason we haven't seen this. The reason we haven't seen this in the news is because this is the equivalent of China winning the space race of the, of the second Cold War. They've already won it. So of course... Western bourgeois media isn't going to discuss it or even bring it up. Like, it's, it, they've been defeated, haven't they? Elon Musk and his fucking capitalism rockets didn't didn't get to Mars before China could fucking accomplish their aims with the Spe moon. And also, of we need sorry. to remember as well that China's... Sorry, I'll just finish this and then, then go on. Uh, China's the only country in the world to have ever landed on the dark side of the moon, which is where I believe this Chang'e... Um, I think it was the first lunar rover, not the, not this one. It was the, the one that was uh, over there a couple of months ago. That was on the dark side of the moon. And this is the first um, mission to be able to land on the other side, obviously, and land a flag in the past 100 years or past 50 years, however long. Mm. I've just changed the article to one that's a bit more about uh, uh, about what happened. Uh, it shows the stages, some nice graphics. So the rocket was launched, it orbited. The mission divided. It's what we saw in the video. Collected a sample. The sender takes off. Samples are transferred. So I'm guessing that we're at what stage six now, or maybe even seven. Return to Earth. The returner lands in Inner Mongolia. So here you go, Sammy. This has got some sort of key points. Engineering goals: make breakthroughs in key lunar sampling technology. To retrieve lunar samples. This is the first time. In like 40 years, moon rocks has been have been brought back to Earth. Uh, improve lunar exploration systems for future missions. Uh, scientific objectives, topography detection and geological background exploration. Uh, two long-term systematic lab studies of lunar samples to learn of moon origins and evolution. Uh, multiple challenges. Number one, gravity on the moon is one-sixth that of Earth, prompting demand in sampling and encapsulation encapsulation technologies. Two, the ascendable takeoff from the lander instead of the lunar surface, making heat dissipation and control during the ascent process difficult. The returner will accelerate to 11.2 kilometres a second when returning to Earth, requiring special route and material design to keep samples intact. Okay, so I'm guessing they've overcome those challenges anyway. Well, I, I guess they've overcome the first two definitely, but like the last one we'll only know when it when it touches down in Inner Mongolia, which I guess as we say will be in a couple of days. Um, it's just to see whether the, the samples survive. But I guess if the lander survives, then the samples will survive, I presume. Like that's, I, I don't know. I would guess yeah. so. Just get it in some bubble wrap, be fine. <laughs> yeah, just bubble wrap it up. <laughs> Space bubble wrap. 
according to Dr. Neil Bowles, a planetary scientist at Oxford University, who spoke with BBC News, samples returned by the previous US and Soviet missions came from known locations and were dated very accurately, which allowed them to tie that information to age events in the inner solar system. While the rocks expected to be brought back this time will be much younger than the earlier missions, it may give scientists another data point for the method they use. Uh, global scientists believe that China's lunar mission will improve human understanding of the moon's volcanic history, considering that the spacecraft was sent to an area where volcanoes erupted in the past. This, uh, <coughs> this will tell us about the moon's magnetic and thermal history through time. Um, from that, we can start to answer questions more widely, widely about when volcanism and magnetism was occurring on all the inner solar system's planets and why the moon could have run out of energy to produce volcanoes earlier than some of those other bodies. I mean, that's just some... It's just it's just some nerd stuff, really, isn't it? Uh, I don't really know yeah, much about space. Nerdy moon shit. <laughs> Nerdy moon shit. I mean, we've got articles about uh, nuclear fusion, so we, we can't really get away from being nerds as well, can we? Mm. Uh, anyone else? I just want to point out as well that the uh, yeah, I just want to add that the the name of the fucking lander Chang'e is named after the Chinese moon goddess. Quite interesting from like ancient Chinese mythology. So some people might not know that. So it's not just like you know, fucking whatever the, the fucking Apollo six, some nonsense fucking Greek god. Who cares? I'm getting no, told off in the chat for saying nerd it, stuff. It, 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 there's nothing wrong with being a nerd. <laughs> space nerds are cool, like you know. I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I, I'm no good at Kerbal Space Program, so you know. I've I never play, been. It's always game. been like kind of. It's always been like kind of history, geogra- geography, and politics for me. I've never been into science very much. It's just never been my my realm of interest. So mm. although I call it nerdy moon shit, I'm not downplaying the role of these moon nerds. They're very cool. <laughs> I like the double down. It was good. Uh, I'm sure you sent us another video. Let me just check it. Oh, yeah, it was the video of it landing. We'll get that on. That's quite cool, that one. It's up on the stream now. Uh, You just can't see it because you're on the delay. See that comment as well? uh, Which one? Someone's put... um, Plus, there is likely no American flag on the moon anymore, um, so China is the only flag right now, which is quite fucking cool. I think that's based on the fact that like radiation will just deteriorate the US flag over time. So thanks, Weave Revolution. Well, there's a <laughs> that comment. there's a few. Let's watch this again. There's apparently like five American flags on the moon, isn't there? And then the other one fell over. Uh, Buzz Aldrin. Look at that penetration. The original one, the Neil Armstrong one, fell fell over, didn't it? Uh, what did you say? Look at that penetration. The the Neil Armstrong <laughs> one fell over. Uh, he saw it out the window and he blasted off the 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 wind from uh, from the the blast off. You know, blew it over straight away. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. All the others are meant to be uh, um, gone gone white, haven't they? From the radiation. I have heard that, but apparently... It's cool though that China, China's now like the owner of the moon then, I guess. <laughs> uh, apparently, um, what was I going to say? Apparently, uh, Google or whoever took pictures of the moon the other year um, 
took pictures and saw the flags were still there and they judged it from the shadows, but you never know, do you? You never know with these pictures. They mm. could have just been bragging. Do you think America will go back to put a flag there? Have they got interests on the moon nah, still? there's no point. I mean, it's kind, yeah, of, a, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Either, I? Know, but... Well, what, NASA don't even do anything anymore, do they? Yeah, I, saw him, right. I saw him tweet some shade out to, to say it the other day, saying like, oh, well... I hope China share the information like we do. It'll be a test of life, <laughs> isn't it? It's not happening, that. China keeping that moon dust and NASA can suck it. No, I, I generally think that they will share it, because why wouldn't they? Um, they I know, but I don't want them to. Huh? Vaccine. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're sharing the vaccine, and also they shared the the DNA sequencing or the RNA sequencing of the virus as soon as they got it. Yeah, and also like Sammy... The way you worded it initially said like you sounded like you were saying... The yeah, yeah, I just realised that. <laughs> <laughs> Correct that, Sammy. <laughs> and, um, and just... And, and same with uh, with this, um, this this nuclear fusion stuff that's, that Sammy's talking about. Um, it's a shared goal. It's not just China that's doing that. There's there's a a, a, a whole host of country, countries involved in in the development of nuclear fusion, isn't there? A, a, yeah. You know, even even Five Eyes countries like the UK uh, are involved in, in in the development of this stuff. So uh, why wouldn't they share it? I think it's always as much as we'd like to be. Uh, here we go on the article. We've got it up here. There's you know. The, the International Theo, Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor was founded in France to unite the EU, India, Japan, South Korea, Russia, China, and the US to collaborate on the dream project. Uh, China was the first country to declare participation, followed by the EU, Japan, and Russia. So, you know. They always but, very frequently but, talk but, about their. What I'm, trying to, what I'm trying to get at here is that. Uh, it serves it serves them better to just be the nice guy, doesn't it? And and you watch watch the US leave the Paris Agreement and and uh, watch the US leave the Human Rights Watch and watch the US have a bit like you said earlier bills to invade the Hague, etc. etc. Go on, Sammy. Yeah, I just wanted to say the uh, uh, China frequently mentions as a part of their foreign policy their aspiration towards. Um, what was it? Uh, a a shared a common shared, shared future, uh, future for, mankind. for mankind. Yeah. Does it? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm pretty sure it says something. What that it. means is, like, what that means without the subtext is a socialist world republic. Really, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it's a noble goal. Well, this is Definitely. the point though, because even even in saying that. Um, it's like uh, I saw the other day uh, they were tweeting out about like we'll still we'll still work with the USA as much as we can on anything that they want to work with us on. We'll still offer as much support to them to fight COVID as possible. That's that's the way you deal. That's the best way to do uh, geopolitics and, uh, and deal with the US, isn't it? Is to just it serves. It, I know it sounds annoying. Of like to uh, you know Tom, you're always like the most uh, the most what's the word I don't America bashing yeah uh, the American <laughs> you have the most radical of solutions to things now where this is the, the better solution is probably to just be the bigger guy
guy and and like you say join like like you know like we're seeing in this article you cross collaborate on I mean, yeah, nuclear yeah. fusion right and then and then the usa it's, it makes the usa look bad when they walk away from it it doesn't make you look bad for oh, not participating so what they need to do with these moon rocks is literally share them out and watch watch the usa act like that five-year-old child and go i don't want him has has frank i mean i'm all for uh, sleep i'm here mate oh, okay. been... oh, he's not muted himself people. like you sammy <laughs> 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 I, am, I am i am tired though but, oh. but I'm, I'm powering through well we're, we're nearly at the end anyway so we've got about what five minutes left or something so if you all want to um say anything to wrap up i'm just gonna say yeah, that uh, everyone you should be looking forward to our interview with betray about the strike that's going on in india right now Who's... historic stuff when, when are you doing that what what's the plan go on talk us through it again it's basically uh uh, we and Matray are trying to organize having an interview with him and he uh, basically uh, the times that suit him are around like afternoons UK time so we're trying to make it afternoon Sunday UK time Sunday afternoon uh, but like it all depends on when Matray is free he's quite a busy man you know mm -hmm. writing for Global Times and his bashes on Twitter and stuff I'm writing bad dad jokes. The, the, the subject was going to be um, like Indian communist history over the past hundred years, wasn't oh, sorry, it? Sorry, Matre. Oh yeah, because you, because this year is the, bad. Yeah, because this year is the one hundredth year Indian communism. You should try and get uh, Sabina on that as well, and we'll we'll hmm. are we gonna? Are you wanting to? Are we gonna? What you're gonna do? Record just to record it with him, and then we'll put it up as a cast uh, or what? Well, We'll see. It might be live, but it depends. All right. It sounds wicked. By the way, why didn't you get? Why aren't you recording this one, Fran? I, I am recording it. I mean, I'm like, talking logistics. Show is still going. Shush, shush. Oh, I'm talking <laughs> to fucking logistics. Yeah. Go buy it. Shut up. <laughs> it is being recorded. <laughs> All right. And I'm recording your insolence as well. <laughs> <laughs> Leave this on. We need to. We need to punish Sammy for this. Interjection. No, I don't. Wait, wait they don't get. We make our mistakes. They don't get edited. They don't get edited. Yeah. Edit nothing. No, I don't. I don't. That's why we, we have. We want, viewer, we want our viewers to have the full experience. Right. Let's just uh, go to. I'm going to read a few comments out here before I get to you, Harrison and Tom. Uh, let's have a look. We got anything good? People bigging up fusion reactors. People talking about how they work. That's good to see. Uh, someone says China is the only flag on the moon right now. Uh, I'm getting told off for saying nerd stuff. Um, <laughs> the Ascender's got a rendezvous with the lunar orbiter waiting for it. Um, Changa is an immortal living in the Guanghan Palace on the moon with the Jade Rabbit making immortality medicine. Okay, that's the story, yeah. Tom. Uh, the moon, William says yeah, the, the moon... Blew up there or something. The Moon People's Republic or the People's Republic of Moon. Now, the Moon People's Republic makes it sound like there are moon people, which is kind of scary. Uh, <laughs> science, sci exactly. Science is for the whole of humanity. Exactly. That's the point. Uh, NASA made a documentary called uh, For All Mankind, which is about their Apollo program. Um, one, you know, that's how, that's American soft power is to make out... Uh, 
uh, you're doing it for everybody. I mean, we all know that NASA was doing it to uh, make an example of the USSR, but um, they still made out that they were doing it for all humanity. Right, what else we got? America would just give COVID-19 to the moon. <laughs> I mean, the, the moon people up there wouldn't be very happy. Uh, they've got a reputation to protect in their eyes. They likely will go again, I reckon. That's William. I'm guessing he's talking about uh, America going yeah, back absolutely. back to the moon. Yeah. I mean, I can see it happening. What they're gonna, what Elon Musk is definitely gonna be uh, jealous about seeing. Uh, he's got hard on for um, Mars, hasn't he? Musk. Yeah, but that's a, a a far away goal, isn't it? At the minute, especially just how, like we said, how quick you can get to the moon. Elon Musk. He's too busy. He's too busy reinventing trains with this bullshit hyperloop of his. Oh yeah, the hyperloop <laughs> rubbish. But still, um, trains. <laughs> no, but but Sorry. but honestly, uh, I can see, I can see, uh, I can see Elon going for some kind of uh, some kind of, of revenge mission because he'll have seen he'll have seen China do it and be like, I want some of that. Don't you think? Don't you think? Uh, I don't know. He's that kind of guy. He's <laughs> seeing them do it. Uh, Someone said, the US on. does have an interest in militarizing space as well, which is a good point. Uh, yeah. Space Force or, you know, um, Starship Troopers or whatever it's called. Uh, Reagan's project. Star oh, Wars Reagan. That was a satellite project, right? That was just missile tracking. Yes, initially, but also he did have plans to put nuclear missiles in space as well that he could be able to fall down as an orbital bombardment. Um, so it's a good thing that didn't happen, or at least that it, we don't know it's happened. Yeah, uh, some James Bond stuff in it. Um, Nova says space should never be militarized. That's a good point. Uh, Project A one one nine. Is this one I'm like? Uh, this could be like one of those memes where it's like. Uh, Google... No, no, no. This this is true. No, this but this true. could. I know about this. This could be one of those memes where it's like Google uh, American hospital bombing. Yeah, it could be one of no, those. No, no, no. This is true. I'm not true. saying, I'm not is, saying um... it's not true, but you've seen those memes, haven't you? It's like. <laughs> I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Project A19 like, what, was a US government plan to blow up nuclear weapons on the moon. That's crazy. Yeah, the plan was initially, I believe, like before they planned to land the land a rocket on the moon, um, land people on the moon. The initial plan was to detonate a bomb on there. Um, they, they, they also detonated one in space called Starfish Prime, I believe. That's where that term comes from. They either did it or they planned to do it. What term? Um, which was like a Starfish Prime? Starfish, Pri- Starfish Prime, yeah. Hold on. It's a well-known phrase. But... Uh, I'm going to say, is that, who's Never ever heard? heard? <laughs> no. <laughs> L- literally <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it did exist. It did happen. It was a yeah, high I just don't know of the phrase, Tom. I've never heard of it as like you know you're in it's, the pub. I'm sure it's a. I'm sure it's a couple. Of, no, a couple of songs and albums are like named it. I'm sure like there's, there's oh, I know, bands yeah. and shit called yeah, Starfish it Prime. It just sounds like a David Bowie album. It was actually a, a Yank Nukin of the sky. The yeah. Yanks are wild, aren't they? Like they've got too much time on their hands. Why are they? Why are they nuking the sky? Fuck off! Stop it! Nuking the sky. I mean, it's kind of insane. Uh, William says there's a lot of Elon's redditor army that were calling for him to colonize Mars and the moon 
which I don't know. <laughs> I think that would be, to say the least, really, really hard to pull off. I mean, if they sent all of his Reddit army to the moon to colonise it, I mean, nobody on Earth's going to mind, are they? We'll be like, cool, you get... I, I would help. I would, I would help uh, sponsor the Patreon for that. Yeah, exactly. Their, po their population would die out very quickly, though. Just... They're all a bunch of incels. <laughs> incel, an incel moon base. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, that's the secret. That, that's that's the code word for tonight. Incel moon base. Incel moon base. Uh, in, incel moon base. Um, it's got to, but it's got to be sent to us as a hashtag. Okay, hashtag incel moon base. Um, yeah. Harrison. Yes. Final thoughts from from Harrison's area. Um, I don't have any. To be honest. You don't have any at all. You've just been sat okay. there in awe. Probably um, just has Guinness. Actually, I've only had one Guinness We're tonight. Not... Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, well, you've only had one. That's good going. That's quite impressive for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I am very tired. Um, so that's kind of play, plaguing my, my thoughts right now. Yeah. Wish we had Tamer on, on this episode. Well, it's, yeah, that, it's... that would have been good. I mean, it would have been for the Australia section, but I believe it's like, what, how many hours in front are Australia? It's early morning. It won't be fair to get, uh, drag him on on a Saturday morning to talk about uh, his country's, well, it's not really he, his country, is it? Yeah, but the he, place he, he lives. His country's decline. Yeah. You should watch that video on why you should go up at 4.30 like a Navy SEAL. Oh, that bullshit. <laughs> Anyways, so... Like, all right. Like, what? Like, live a horrible life because the Navy does. <laughs> okay. All right, awesome. So let's hope we see more of this uh, uh, banting out on... on Banting out? Why did I say banting out? Let's hope we see more of this, like, uh, fighting back or bullying... Wolf warrior diplomacy. Yeah, uh, wolf warrior diplomacy uh, on, online because it's, it's great to watch. I'm going to grab the popcorn. It's great to watch. Um and hopefully, well, we'll be back in the next episode, but we'll get this interview about India sorted as well. Um, your, yeah, your... We, we obviously all stand with the farmers of Mazdor Kinzal in uh, Mazdor Kizan in this group. Oh, yeah, the, world, the world's the biggest strike. strike action in human history, 250 million people on strike at once. Um, Incredible. Awesome, yeah. So, Sammy, on your head be it to get that interview sorted consider it done yeah exactly so if you if it doesn't happen everybody's got to get mad at sammy online mm -hmm. yeah awesome you'll right. be sent to the install moon base yeah <laughs> moon oh no now i'm motivated <laughs> <laughs> should i be fucking moon incel all right so yeah code words moon incel and we'll see you all We'll see you all in the next episode, which will be after the interview with Matre. See you later, everyone. Good, good and tired. Right, I've ended it. <laughs>